Hey everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from the Mailfuzz Network. I'm Peter, and joining me from a ginger realm beyond, Connor's here. I am. I'm sticking around now. I think we found the perfect amount of time when we record this where the the veil between worlds is the thinnest, so he can materialize. <laughs> yeah, took some real planning. <laughs> Uh, I mean, we also had to sacrifice, but, uh, you know, less... Yeah, it was just a that. goat. It's fine. Don't tell Tim. Like, I was trying to keep that a secret, Connor. It's fine. Okay. T- Tim won't hear this. True. <laughs> the other voice you're hearing is Matt. What's up, people? Oh, uh, dear. Yeah, we talk, about, we talk about comics. DC Comics, specifically. Uh, and I got a lot of books this week. Week 4 is not quite as bad as week 2, but it's it's kind of nudging in that direction. We're, we're getting there. So, this week we've got Justice League v Suicide Squad issue 6, Justice League of America Killer Frost Rebirth issue 1, Detective Comics 949, Action Comics 972, Wonder Woman 15, The Flash 15, Batgirl 7, Teen Titans 4, Blue Beetle 5, Batman Beyond 4, Deathstroke 11, The Odyssey of the Amazons, number 1, Hal Jordan, The Green Lantern Court, number 13, we're in Connor's Corner at this point, by the way, Uh, Suicide Squad, number 10, and The Hellblazer, number 6. I was just, just, uh, when when we have this many books, I wait for you to read out the list and go, oh, I really hope I read everything. (laughs) I I hope I didn't miss one. (laughs) I just just forget. And it was uh, extra tough for me this week, because... I didn't realize until yesterday that I had not read any of the single shippers from the previous week four because that was the week I missed for family Christmas reasons. Your mother showed up uninvited, basically. Was the yeah, pretty much. Was the was the reason? And, and it meant I couldn't get my comics or read them. I didn't have time, and it threw me off. And and I forgot then to read them. Even though I've had a lot of spare time and I was like, oh, I could have fit those, you know, four, three or four issues in at any point. I forgot until yesterday. It sounds was... kind of like homework where you just, you know, you've got, you got your big essay deadline, you've got like a month to do it, night before is when it gets done. Cause Obviously, exactly. That's just that's just how you do it. Yeah, so just, just to add on to even more of those books, that whole list that you read out there, add like another three or four onto that as well. You know, you didn't have to read those from the week before to read the, these ones first. You could have held off. Right? You're talking nonsense, Matt. That's just not... No, it was the, the previous week four. So, like, the yeah, previous so, issues of Hellblazer. Uh, I didn't hear evil. the week four. I heard previous week. So I'm uh, thinking they're holdovers from last week. No, no, no. Those, those would have this like, this, That is this exactly no what sense. caused this problem in the first place. It was holdovers uh, from that week that I was just like, ah, I don't need to read those till the next one. Gotcha. And then discovered, oh, I think I got like three pages into one of these issues. I was like, oh, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Did I read the last issue? And then I was like, nope, no, also I did me not. Reading, that's what happens every time I read something from the other company that's not Thor. <laughs> because I forget, because my brain's full of DC. Uh. Yeah, I. Just a forewarning here. I have been up since six a.m., which for me is absurdly early. So I am a bit loopy, a little bit, a little bit loopy and tired. So this might be a an interesting Shambles. show. Interesting is the word I'd use, Connor. I, I, I see. Uh, Shambles was me being kind. My first reaction was shit show. 
but we'll, we'll see how it goes. That depends All I on... know is, is I remember Pete just telling us that he was going to read Redhead and the Outlaws next time. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, to be fair, we did talk him into reading Deathstroke, which that's true. You did. Yes. I, I, one step at a time. I read Deathstroke this week because both of these guys, after reading that, Matt, Matt read it first, and then he messaged me going, "You know, Pete, you might want to read Deathstroke this week." And then about three hours later, Connor messaged me goes, "Pete, you need to read Deathstroke this week." <laughs> I was just because if, if I'd left it at uh, just what Matt had said, you you probably wouldn't have bothered. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but right. I did. So when we get to Deathstroke, you know, I've read issue eleven. We can all three of us can talk about that. Oh, yeah. I tell, I tell you what, this was the first week back of uh, a lot of the, the DC TV shows. So it was actually a busy week of TV again for once. It was. After it was, it's made a change. After a. So we're gonna watch that. Quiet month. And then Riverdale so started. It's a good return so. for the whole week, pretty much. You know, other than mm. Arrow, which kind of goes without saying. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah. Arrow was just being clear. Sorry, Supergirl was that back too? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah. I am behind. It was the Kevin Smith episode called Supergirl Lives. Oh, was there a giant spider? Because you know there was a reference. There may have been a reference to a certain Thangarian snare beast. Thangarian snare beast. <laughs> Because, you know, spiders are the most deadliest killers in all the animal world. I, I believe it was the most vicious uh, animals oh, well. in the kingdom or whatever, whatever, whatever John Either Peter way, said. absolutely. It's hard true. to misquote crazy, Pete. It's hard to <laughs> misquote crazy. <laughs> it always sounds right, so it's Exactly. Fine. All right, well, I guess we'll call that the, the niceties at the start. <laughs> we'll get on with some books. Um Alright, first up we have Justice League vs Suicide Squad, issue 6, Joshua Williamson writing and Howard Porter on art. This of course is the final issue, this is the first thing I read this week, naturally, because... Mine too. ...event, and I wanted to know how it ended, and you know how, how did this all wrap up. And it ended up being Killer Frost, who was at the core of the the battle. She was the one who kind of was able to defeat Eclipso by, oh I need to drain his power, how can I do that? Well I need to get other power from everyone else and she has this great moment where she manages to turn Superman and the rest of everyone else because even at this point most of the Suicide Squad has been turned by Eclipso and she's able to use harness all their energy to defeat Eclipso and that's the well through she manages to create a prism of ice she does that first yeah 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 and then using sunlight energy from Superman. Superman. Which, by the way, I loved how Batman pissed him off to use his heat vision. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah. that was a nice touch. You know, him talking about John, Superman, yeah. especially in the heat of battle, even yeah. if he's eclipsed out, like, you just don't. Yeah. Tell you, red-eyed Superman. So that was good. Obviously, it gave Killer Frost a big heroic moment, and uh, yep. it, there was a nice little touch as well before that happened when, like, the rest of the Suicide Squad got taken, and it was just Batman, Killer Frost, and Lobo left on the, the good side mm-hmm. and I was like oh that's a nice little touch because those are the two that he's going to recruit you know yeah. as we see at the end of the issue he is who he recruits for the GLA so that's pretty cool um, I, I wonder what, what an Eclipse out Lobo would have been like because I can't imagine you can darken him because he just kind of he's all about the money so like mm-hmm. well yeah because the, the whole thing is, is that he like Eclipse figures out what your deepest actual desire is and corrupts it yeah so how can you corrupt him because that was the killer frost big heroic thing is that when he yeah he digs in and sees oh what do you really want and it's no i want to be good it's the opposite i want to 
be better. Right. And that's so it's a good yeah. moment for her. She has a big thing. Uh, most of the interesting stuff, though, I think comes after the the fight. Just just like we've been talking, it's the typical DC crossover event where this issue, you know, hits hits its its I don't want to say climax, right? Early. That's why I'm a little bit then, underwhelmed. I feel like yeah. I say I feel like. I mentioned last week I have maybe another issue, and I stand by that now because the the actual fighting with Eclipso feels super rushed. Yeah, it was well, not rushed, but it, it's on the right pace. But the back half is all epilogue. Well, I mean, it, it's rushed in, not in the. It doesn't feel that rushed in this issue itself, but it feels rushed in terms of the pa- the pacing of the event overall because it's it's mm-hmm. half an issue's worth of fight at the end of the event. And that's it against like the big bad. Yeah, and it kind of feels like. I could have done with a bit more of a Calypso to to really sell this for me. Yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying, and I, I kind of agree, but at the same time, I'm like, one, I think all the stuff after the fight's more interesting anyway, and B, it kind of feels like, when we realise what the entire, the actual purpose of what was going on, because obviously there's a twist here, there's a nice yeah. revelation between Maxwell Lord and Amanda Waller, where Amanda Waller, the, the cunning, conniving person that she is, actually wanted all of this to happen because she knew that Batman and maybe other Justice League members were getting close, sniffing a bit too close to our Suicide Squad and orchestrated all this to give them a common enemy a la Watchmen. I just kind of want to point that out there. There's a nice little Watchmen parallel mm-hmm. with that plan mm-hmm. uh, so that Batman would be okay with... Uh, and by the way, Amanda Waller being smug when Batman kind of says he was wrong is uh, yeah. glorious. And, and here's the thing. I like all of that stuff, but I think it would have been even more effective if Eclipso had gone further, if it had been more, and then it would have been like, oh, her plan almost went off the edge, and she was really close to pushing it, whereas it still feels like she maintained See, some semblance feel of control. Like, I feel like she was bluffing, because Max Lord was the complete and total wild card, you know? So she, there's no way she could have controlled that, and him taking over the Justice League... You know, so I feel like it did go almost over the edge. Mm. And if not for Batman, which pains me to say, then <laughs> Max Lord would have, or Eclipso would have totally gotten away with it. So, yeah, but but I don't know. I just feel like I could have done with more Eclipso over the course of the event. Well, yeah. I mean, if, if they teased it earlier than when it was, it would have been fine. Yeah. But either way, it's the seeds are, are forward. The payoff was good. Like yeah. the payoff at the end was very good. All, I just wish retroactively the, an extra bit of that. Yeah, all, all the payoffs actually uh, yeah. afterwards were good because there's a good list of them here to go through. So first up, let's talk about. We'll sort of skip some of the the, the before ones. Let's just go straight to the end and talk about uh, the reveal. Maxwell Lord cracks a little joke after he kind of like tells Amanda Waller like he's figured out what her whole plan was. And he yeah. says, "Is this the part where you sit?" Because she says, "Oh, you can't escape because I'm, I'm, got, I've got all this stuff in your blood, and if you try and move, She's, you'll just yeah. blow up." Which again, yeah. I don't understand that plan. Just keep him in a medically induced coma. Like, you're not gonna. She wants you know him to mean? suffer. She wants him to yeah. know that he's beaten. That's what I'm getting. <laughs> it's a power though, play. It's him... like, look, if he, if he's just in a coma, it's like, yeah, but he can't think about that. He's not conscious. He's not. Yeah. suffering he's not Whereas experiencing this is it, like yeah. he has to he has to be awake and know that she's beating him well still then there, there, i'm sure there's ways to paralyze him just pumping in full of blood thinners 
so his powers don't work, which that's just weird to me. I never like I always thought the 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 nosebleed was from him like concentrating too hard. You know, mm. do, do you know what I love? I love it. that I was just brushing past that because I wanted to talk about the actual reveal, and Matt had to stop and go on about oh. the stupid plot point. <laughs> well, yeah, I just—it's just one of those things that I was like, he looks like he was in a back to tank from Star Wars with these weird tubes coming out of him, and I'm just like, what is going on here? Williamson, well, what's up, dude? So, so yeah. Um, the, the reveal, though, he he says, is, is this where you say welcome to the Suicide Squad? Which, mm-hmm. as a line, she says that to a lot of people. Yeah. She said it earlier yeah. on this event to the Justice League. And she says, nah, I think you're, you know, you, you're, your uh, abilities would be wasted in Task Force X. But I think you're perfect for Task Force 11. Which, du- well, double thing. First of all, she's setting up another team for something else down the line, right? Uh-huh. That, that's yeah. first and foremost. The second thing is, Wait, the X was a Roman numeral this whole time? What? I See, thought... I read it as Task Force X1. That's <laughs> how dumb I can be sometimes. Oh, like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I always assumed it was a Roman numeral. I never oh, assumed it was Task a Roman Force numeral. Task Force X sounds like bureaucratic. Like, we're going to hide. You can't put it Suicide Squad know, in the funding know, papers. That's, that's kind of why I assumed... X, that like was the the tenth iteration uh, of of her attempts. I, I never got. That. I mean, I get that now. Now, no. now that we know it's ten and that next one's eleven, I assume there has been nine inter- iterations before this. But yeah, yeah. Just, I don't, so I, then, who was between Lobo and that squad and Emerald Empress? So were they Task Force One? I think they are Task Force Nine. I, I feel like there was a lot of other weirder things before then. Yeah, there, there were. See, the, this I, kills I feel me. Like the, the idea of it being villains specifically was probably mm-hmm. the, the first iteration of X. Whereas okay. before that, it was something else entirely. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see that the being the case, yeah. This kills me that Doom Patrol's at Young Animal, because you could have done a cool Doom Patrol mm. story. Like, they were the first one. They were all weird. Yeah. Brought a Niles Calder to try to ring them in. And then she kind of mind-wipes them and sends them on their way. So yeah. have the Metal Men as one of them. Yeah, the, the Metal the way I always read it before was t- the X was like Task Force X was kind of like the X and X Files, where it was the mm-hmm. unknown, it was the the the, yep. the secrets, the that that kind of thing, and that, that's how it was always they're... implied. Yep. But they've, they've I mean, I, mean twisted I, it, yeah. I I get why people have always implied that. I just I just always assumed it was. And I think Task Force X is relatively. Well, yeah, and I think that's a relatively new thing too, because I don't think they called him that in the original Suicide Squad comic. That was that when they did the Justice League episode to soften it because you don't want Suicide Squad on, you know, a cartoon geared at kids. So they called him Task Force X, which is morphed kind of in, over to the comics. Yeah, which is morphed into Task Force X as the real name, and Suicide Squad is like right. the nickname that they've all given it because. Right. Yeah. So, but the fact now that we're getting Task Force Eleven or X One, whatever. It's interesting, so I clearly took this reveal very differently, because whereas you guys were like, oh, wait, that was the, the thing. I was just like, oh, yeah. what's next? Well, obviously, I'm thinking obviously that, too. That as yeah. That, but, yeah. but that, that was cool. all that I was reading it as. Because obviously, obviously, the next question is, what is Task Force 11? Why is Maxwell Lord perfect for it? And what is the purpose yeah. of Task Force 11? Because it's not like she's yeah. disbanding she 10 and going to 11. She's, you know, Suicide Squad is still going to be a thing. It's still going to be around. Yeah. But she's setting up 11 for something. Probably an event yeah. down the line. Yep. Probably. 
This feels very seedy, doesn't it? Like, like as in it's seeding a lot of things. For oh, so much seeding. Let's go. Let's go back a couple of pages. Let's go back to. It's still Maxwell Lord, but he's he's basically describing what all the other members of the team that he was on yeah. are off doing. So much in that page. Uh, so you can jump in if I miss any of them. But first of all, we get again uh, Emerald Empress with Certain Girl, and she mentions if I can't do it with one, I'll do it with five. Which no, I, I'm, not, I'm not super into Legion of Superheroes as of yet. I've not read a lot of them, but I believe this is referring to the Fatal Five. Correct me if I'm. That is. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah, which and again, that's a villain group from Legion of Superheroes. Yes. Yeah, that that's her villain group. Yeah. That right. Cool. She represents, and also the eye is deteriorating, and so she if if the eye deteriorates, I think she said she's stuck. Or she mm, yeah. gets sent back to the future. I think she gets sent so, back. I think I think that's what's telling yeah. her here. Yeah, yeah. She says it's the only thing keeping me in this time. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, so now she has a ticking, you know, clock. Yeah. So now I, I imagine she might get sent back to the future in Supergirl. You know, because we know she's going to be in yeah. there with Superman and that, and then maybe she'll come back with her team next time. Yeah. And that'll maybe set things up or whatever. Uh, the rest of the Legion, maybe. Rest and of the Chase, yeah, maybe. Uh, Next thing on the same page is we we so uh, did they mention who it is actually? It's like two scientists, I think. I've got Sorrow's mask, Johnny Sorrow's mask. No, don't just that. Yeah, but so they've got Sorrow's mask, and apparently uh, it's gone on about uh, a lost society is the word that's used, and of mm, course, yeah, and of course, uh, Johnny Sorrow, at least where I know him from, is a villain of the Justice Society. Yeah. So again, and, uh, GSA. It's all coming up. Legion of Superheroes, Legion. both been teased in Rebirth, being re-teased here oh. in this oh, it, This event. was kind of like, don't worry guys, we haven't forgot, it's still coming. Yeah, it's still coming. Well again, it's very, I don't know how much John's had to do with this, but this is what John's used to do at the end of his events, you know? Oh, it's yeah. very Johnsy and, and yeah, oh, it's exciting. It's exciting. So, no, nah, they're, they're very clearly seeding all these things. It was funny because I saw an article on CBR maybe? I don't know. I can't remember, but mm-hmm. I just seen it being tweeted out, oh event finale teases three new super teams. And I'm like, three teams? What and I was like, Oh yeah, it does. It's JSA, Legion, Task Force Eleven. Yeah, okay, fair enough. We've got three teams coming. And I would argue only one of them. I would argue also JLA as well. Like it's that it's it's got a big T te- it's well, that's, oh, that's technically it's also yeah. Well, it, it it plays like a tease, doesn't it? If you don't know, it's like actually coming. It plays as a tease. Well, I guess if you're 11 and reading comics for the first time, then yeah. Well, yeah. You know. <laughs> uh, Which well, is a good point. We, we kind of glossed over, you know, Batman to uh, Waller's like, but I'm taking Killer Frost with me. Yep. And she's all like, oh, she's really a killer. Not. You'll see she's a killer, Batman. And she'll be back. You'll see. Uh, <laughs> and then we also see him make the offer to Lobo as well. Oh, the Lobo uh, offer was great because he's like, we have unsettled business. I'm so pissed that you blew up my head. And but I owe you one. I kind of talks him down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's really great. I owe you one. And go Lobo back to that page. What, what page? Uh, the, the one with the teases. Yeah, the okay. snapshot teases. Yeah, what, what they may come quicker than we expected because the Rustum one actually mm-hmm. already happened in Suicide Squad. Oh. That's what that issue was. So I'm wondering, maybe these are not as far away as they seem. What is the Rustam one? Remain me. Uh, he, he just goes, "Ah, oh, he's never going to forgive you, and he's going to want to see you hurt." And he's standing up. He's on top of the rooftop, looking down like the kids. Huh. Mm-hmm. And that—that's pretty much what the well, have, issue you is. You have 
Yeah. Well, and you also have Polaris, you know, upset that the Polaris personality got brought out again. Yeah. So they're teasing that. And there's one other one. The rest of them. And uh, then there's the kid finding the... Uh, yeah. The, the dad. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which may be setting up a, a new Eclipso villain kind of version mm-hmm. of this kid. Yeah. Uh, if only a mighty mortal could rise up and say the magic word. It's coming, I'm sure. I know. Better be coming. So that made me think of, and I don't think it's a, a coincidence... Probably not. They don't do coincidences when they're doing all these snapshots. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make a guess here. I'm going to make mm-hmm. just one, one guess about timing. I'm going to say that after the uh, the button crossover, mm-hmm. that that will bring about one of these teams. I don't know which one. Probably yeah. GSA, but I'm not sure. But I think one of them will. Yeah. JSA has more ties to Watchmen, I think, than any of the other ones. Legion, I feel that's Superman. But, then, but you say that, but legion can look at it and go oh this time's gone funny this was it yeah but they all lead to each other and it's not a mess which is why this is all great yeah and it plays up to the bigger picture but if you're not reading everything like we are then you can just take you know what you will of it you Mm. know what i mean so and i I just i feel like the timing's right to get one of them and obviously we know the the uh, the button thing is going into May. It's going two weeks into May. We don't have the May solicit ship. We won't for another three four weeks. And I'm just I've got a funny feeling that before those solicits hit, we're either going to get an announcement that starting in May is you know JSA or Legion. I just I feel like one of them's coming in May. If not May yeah. June, it will still follow on from that though. It'll be like, oh man, I love so, both of those teams. May is when my anniversary is. Like let's do it, DC. Like, give me something. <laughs> Matt wants yeah. an anniversary. Make, make me forget yes, about my wife. Please. Yeah. Well, she'll understand. She knows. She knows. <laughs> DC. And I wanted to wear a Legion ring at the wedding. She knows. Okay. <laughs> That's made up. It was a Green Lantern ring, but whatever. <laughs> uh, I think a Legion ring would have looked a bit classier. I'm not going to lie. A little bit, but green, I mean, green clashed with the red and gold, but whatever. I'm not gonna. <laughs> you should have bought. Oh. Pete knows I'm not making this up. Pete's known me long enough now. That... Oh, no, I believe you. I, I, I think you make it up either. I think the disappointing thing here is that he didn't uh, give his wife a Star Sapphire ring. I did. She wouldn't wear it. Come <laughs> 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 oh. on, man. I also wore a Superman shirt under my tux because you had to. Like, that's it. Okay, yeah. uh, just to wrap up on the event then, what, what do we think of the event overall? Is it as a six-issue like, series? I like, like a lot of these, I love the early stuff, and then the ending, it happens, and then it leaves with all the seeds. I felt that way about Infinite Crisis, although Infinite Crisis made me cry, but I'm sure we'll discuss that later. Um, and Blackest Night, I really felt the same with Blackest Night, where Blackest Night kind of happens, and I was more interested in what happened afterwards and what that led to. So. Yeah, DC does this a lot. I think overall it was a solid event. It was I like that it was so contained for the first like major event. It feels like it was big and impactful, and obviously all these seeds are going to play out across the rest of the the line. But it feels like it didn't interrupt anything almost. No, no. Um, yeah, the only tie-ins came Suicide Squad and Justice League, which makes sense when it's Suicide Squad versus Justice League. Exactly, so, it does. Yeah. I I I mean I've said this before, but I I like how it was six weeks. 
once a week. It didn't feel like it dragged on. It got through it quickly. Um, as far as the thing overall, I, I thought it had a lot of good character moments. I thought it set up the, the new things. Obviously, the seeds at the end for the, all the new exciting stuff we're looking forward to is really cool. Uh, I thought all the fighting that did happen did have good moments in it. Like, you know, the, the early fights with the League and the Suicide Squad and their fun banter was good. Even the page There was never a pointless fight, was there? Nah, they're, they're, no. they're right, there was never a pointless fight. They really teased the, the, the villain group with Maxwell Lord in the first issue mm. really well. You know, him walking in, you never see his face and like, all the killing going on and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah that, that was teased very well. And... Yeah, and even that page, just to go back to the banter between the heroes and the villains, that, that page in this last issue, where they're all comparing scars and stuff and yeah, whatnot, and uh, like Boomerang's trying to chat up Wonder Woman, oh, I'd be the only man in Themyscira, and it's like, no, there'll still be no men. Yeah. And, yeah. Know, just, so the, the dialogue was on point, lots of fun little teases. Um, yeah, I have, I have a lot to complain about. I, I, I agree with Connor's main complaint that the Eclipso thing is a little bit it's just, it's just some general pacing issues. Yeah. But overall, it's pretty solid. Yeah, I think for the first event of the yeah. Rebirth era, it's a solid entry. I mean, admittedly, it's probably going to pale in comparison to the late, the ones that are going to come down the line. When we actually... The real events. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, the Master's coming back to the table for, for that, so... We assume. You know. Matt, I'm starting to suspect that you like Jeff Johns or something. Three years ago this week, I got to meet him, and it was great. It's my crowning achievement. I had to chase him down off the floor. This of comes comic. five minutes after he talks about his wedding. Yeah, not his wedding day. It was meeting Jeff Johns was the crowning achievement of his life. <laughs> Again, my wife knows this about me. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, I like the idea that Matt came home, he got the photo framed, and he just like knocked a photo of his wife off the mantelpiece and was like, this is going here. <laughs> Uh, Pete, I already told her that that spot is reserved <laughs> for the picture of me and Jeff Johns, so there was no picture there. Oh, dear. You, okay. you laugh as I look at my issue of the Flash that he signed <laughs> right next to my computer right here. So, mm. Oh, man. Okay. Well, that'll take us on to the fourth and final one-shot leading up to GLA next month. And that is Justice League of America, Killer Frost, Rebirth, Issue 1. Steve Orlando and Jody Hauser writing, and Mirka Andolfo on art. I feel like I just made up two words there. Uh, I think I pronounced them well enough, but <laughs> those are new new words to me. Uh, yeah, I've been yeah. seeing Andolfo's work a lot on... Uh, I've been reading through Bombshells lately. Ah, right, okay. Uh, it shows up a lot in, in that series. Oh, cool. cool. Um, so yeah, th this was unique amongst these uh, one-shots, uh, and it made sense that this one was last, and it would be set after the event, but it's set after the event. It's basically, Batman's going to be taking Killer Frost with him, but Amanda Waller's basically putting up red tape and trying to keep her you know, in Belle Reeve for a little while longer to try and prove that she's not worthy of getting to leave and go and do whatever she's going to do with Batman. and. She tempts her yeah. with, like, oh, you need life force to survive. I'm going to tempt you with victims <laughs> for, like, a couple of days because I'm corrupt as hell. Yeah. <laughs> Hope that you kill well, someone so he can't take you. I also I also took that as Killer Frost is the most powerful member I think she's ever had on the, the Suicide Squad. And she doesn't want to lose that. I mean, she mm. brought... Maxwell Lord down. She drained Superman in the... And, and she's in, only just acquired her as well just before the, the event. Yeah, exactly. So, like, she doesn't want a new toy to leave, and so she's going to do everything she can. 
And I like that this is basically a snapshot issue where the last other ones, they were real good, but they felt like they weren't snapshots. No, because the, 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 the other ones were very much, here's the history of this character, so you're up yeah. to speed. Whereas this one... And we already got that. Yeah, this one wasn't yeah. that. This one was just... This one goes, no, you know who this is. Mm-hmm. You've just read an event with her and you, you understand from context who she is. Yeah. You don't need and that. I'm, and I'm just wondering with the amount of shine that Killer Frost is getting between the Flash TV show, right, with mm. with Caitlin Snow, and and now through here she's priming up to be like a major member of the DCU. And I like when they do that with these smaller mm. characters and turn them into something else. So yeah, they, they elevate these kind of characters. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't surprise me if we see Vibe in a prominent role at some point as well. Well... We had a few they did try, it. yeah, they did try, but yeah, well, maybe, maybe not as in his own book or whatever. I'm just thinking, you know, I, I can see him being thrown on a team. It's baffling to me that Martian Manhunter is not a thing somewhere yeah. right now. If it, you it's know crazy. what, yeah. well, if there's a time. if there's a crime of rebirth, is the Martian Manhunter has nothing. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. he had his own book, like right up to right before rebirth. See, you know what I would love is if they did like a. a, a Set in like the 50s when Martian Manhunter was that was when he premiered and he was doing like a noir, like his book was a noir style mm. where he was a cop and he was just stuck in the 50s. And then at the end of that, you get him now and he's like, you know, trying to adapt to modern society. Oh, he better be on the Justice League by the time Maxwell Lord comes back so that he can like have like a mental battle with him. Yeah. I just want to see more of him in that noir set because whenever they like the, the scars with the, with the matches, you just, yep. just see him back away. Just so exactly, hmm. exactly. So, but where was it? Okay, yeah, a couple of standout Frost. moments for me in this issue. We don't uh, know what the real standout moment is. For mm-hmm. you. Right, I'm getting to that in a minute. I'm getting to that in a minute. Yep. I wanted to mention something else that's more serious. I love when like so killer frost resists all the orgies and even our, our roommate and we'll talk about a roommate in a minute i say roommate cellmate <laughs> roommate i mean it's only the casual oh it's my roommate yeah. uh. oh man i'd love to see those two in a, in a sitcom nice <laughs> uh, fire nice so uh hot and cold any yeah. any of the above but it's, it's when like well it's all right you kind of did it you kind of worked and then like batman's silhouette just from behind Waller just appears and is like, uh-huh. "You failed," or she passed, or whatever he says. Yeah. Uh, it's time, and uh, you know we we get her leaving with Batman. But I, I, even though it's not so much that there's Batman in this, I just like this idea that Batman's sticking up for her because he witnessed good in her. And that Batman, <laughs> and I think a lot of people, a lot of casual fans, might forget this is that Batman very much does believe in rehabilitation and does believe yeah. in, yeah. Uh, like you know, it's it's not about punishing people; it's about stopping them from doing bad. There's a there's a big. That's difference. why they go to Arkham. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, that's why he's given Two-Face so many chances, which I'm not counting All-Star in that, you know, but traditionally, any anytime he leaves to do something, he tries to leave good Harvey Dent in charge, yeah. and Two-Face manages to mess it up, so... But yeah, so well, I, it's in line. I, it's... I, yeah, I like that. I like that just as a sort of general Batman thing. Uh, but of course, the standout moment of this, and I, I did not think... I did not think we'd be getting I another. Like a madman. <laughs> when I read that name, I was just like, it's it's happening. I didn't think Ugh. we would get a mention of this legendary character so soon after the last appearance. But the Mr. Cult... Blizzard. Minister Blizzard. Right? 
<laughs> wrong character, Matt. Wrong character. Oh. The cult of Cold Snap reigns supreme once more. <laughs> because Killer Frost's cellmate. Uh, what's her name? Heat something? Heatstroke. Heatstroke. There you go. Uh, she, she's an ex of Cold Snap, and she mentions Cold Snap. She's like, oh, you remind me of my ex. Uh, mm-hmm. And Cold Snap gets mentioned, and I was not expecting it this soon. And I can't believe that after only discovering him for the first time like a month ago, he's been mentioned again. This yep. is this is unprecedented. It's, 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 it's beautiful, isn't it? It's beautiful. Cold, yep. Cold Snap is he's, he's on the way to being the fifth pillar. <laughs> the fifth ace pillar of the DCU. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, oh God. Yeah, it was cool. We had to see like her stand up for Heatstroke. When that that crew comes for her mm. in Killer Frost, I thought that was really cool. And then even when she gets let out, and you see them pull the the bomb out from her neck, I was like, oh man, that was kind of brutal. So that's some that's some great moments. Yeah, and you see, there's a good page at the end that it shows how she's kind of surviving without just draining people's yeah. life force. She's just taking a little bit from different people. Just uh, yeah, yeah. This person tapped me in the soldier. Oh, I'll take a little little one percent. Enough from to you. get by. Yeah, just enough to get by. Yeah. So, so do we think Firestorm's going to be playing a role soon? Yeah, or maybe. is that too far off? Well, do you think we're going to get a Ronnie and Caitlin romance? Well, I mean. So traditionally, that's what Killer Frost thing was. She was so driven to crime because, yeah, she has this hunger and it's how she survives. But she can absorb as much as she wants from Firestorm mm. because he's the nuclear man. He's constantly – I can see that. Like she can't actually drain him. Uh, so when when they did the Sterling – I think it was Sterling Gates that did the like the thing issue – that's what drove her is I have to get to Firestorm because he's the only one that can feed me and not be negatively, you know, affected by it. Uh, so now you mention it, I think Firestorm actually fits the team. Like I feel like if they introduce him, I do too. The, like, let's say the third arc, like it would it would actually fit in with that team. This team of like B blisters. Maybe that's even why they're sh- like. Cause obviously, this is Orlando as well as that, yeah. and uh, maybe that's why they're showing us Heatstroke here. It's like, hey, hey, little tease. That's yeah. oh, and that's what I got from that too, and yeah. you could do Ronnie and and Jason. It doesn't have to be Professor Stein, you know. They've tried that before, so yeah. and he's on, he's on, uh, is he on Legends? Yeah, so it, yeah. it fits in with with what they want to do right now with the synergy between shows and characters. So, but yeah, I just I I find it hard to think that they're just gonna like Killer Frost or just Frost now because she doesn't want to be a killer. That she... That's a good point, actually. Yeah, she'll have to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Savior Frost. Yeah, you could. She's called Frost. It works. Miss Frost. She's yeah, that's what I was just gonna go with. Miss <laughs> Frost. It's got to have something before. It's got to have a title still. Yeah. Mm. I don't yeah. know. I, I've got nothing. Wait, I'm trying to think of something funny to say, but <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not happening. Um. All right. Uh, yeah, I, I think that was a. Uh, I think my favorite of these four uh, these four one shots though might still be the Ray, but I think this this was good in I a really different way. I really like this one. Yeah, I yeah, like this, this one because it was so different. It, it is harder to compare it to the other three because the other yeah. three are all kind of level footing where they're all doing the exact same job yeah. of telling me who this is, whereas this is telling me why you should care about the reinvention. Hmm. Yeah. So it's it's a different but job entirely. That said, all four were really strong. Like I don't have 
it's hard to pick a weak link in there. So well, it's funny because I think see if like six months ago, you said to me, "Oh, there's going to be a Justice League team of Vixen, the Ray, the Atom, and Killer Frost, and you're going to care about them." I might have been like, yeah. "Eh, well, uh. yeah, yeah." Will I really care about those four? Uh, see, I always like when when whatever comic company does it puts the band of misfits together. Oh yeah, you know that's why I was drawn to the Outsiders when it was Nightwing and Jade and. You know, it yeah. was kind of Teen Titans esque, but not. And you just wanted to see how how they all work together. Yeah, you're you're looking at a massive Josh Whedon fan whose main thing is to yeah. put a, a misfit of like family yeah. together to save the world. Yeah. So it's just well in my wheelhouse. It's just with, with comic book characters, you've just got this pre this preconceived opinion on a lot of them. If the if you know them as oh they're D listers yeah. and they're that's an yeah. F lister. Like I don't care about those. I'm never going to care about him or her yeah. and then someone makes you care and it's like all oh, right okay anyone can be written well yeah well, that's why i feel like if they did justice league detroit now in the age of the internet you know where people can look up who these characters are i think it would have been way more successful versus back in the 80s when they did oh, yeah. it and people are like i don't who's vibe where did he come from honestly like, i, I, I think vibe? something as simple as dc wiki if you've ever been on there which is just you know dc wikipedia yeah. Uh, it is so useful for new readers. If you if a name gets mentioned, you don't know who it is. Go look them up. Read, read yeah, that paragraph. It, it, it takes you thirty seconds to find the page, and yeah. quite quickly you'll feel up to speed, and you'll know. It who... is almost like there isn't an excuse anymore for if 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 you want to know something like that because yeah. it is so easy to find. Hmm. Yeah, especially with the bigger companies because they yeah. the history's there, and there's people willing to throw that in there. So yeah. But but back to the point, I'm actually really excited about JLA coming up now, thanks to Orlando, yeah. thanks to these one-shots. Because while none of them, I don't think, were like, oh, this is this was great, this was fantastic, they were all like, this is solid, I like these characters, and now it's like I'm excited to see them all interact with each other. And I, yep. I, you know, it's funny, every time I look at the cover for the uh, the Rebirth and the, the, the first issue next month, I, I keep forgetting Black Canary's on the team. Every time I look at it, I'm like, oh, oh yeah. Black, yeah, Black oh, yeah. Canary's on the team as well, that's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's cool about that. but there you go that's uh, that's the Killer Frost one shot that'll take us on to Detective Comics 949 James Tinney in the fourth and uh, Margaret Bennett uh, writing and Ben Oliver on art and oh the art was gorgeous again I just, I'll, say that, I'll say that first yeah. I, I don't think there's anything new to say about the art compared to last time it's just still gorgeous yeah uh, some of the fa- I, I think it's what I love most is he draws a really good Kate Kane facial expression. There's a couple of times. There's it's in the flashback yeah. at the start where she's just about to like fight Batman and she sort of like has that uh, she's like non her teeth kind of face and it just let's, looks let's really good. Let's do this face. Yeah, yeah. And then the other one that I really like is uh, after she uses the shotgun towards the end on the on the monster mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, you don't approve Batman. He's like, no. He's like, yeah, I don't care. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, that 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 pose with her with a shotgun over her shoulder. Just kind of been like, eh, my method. Yep. Uh, well, I like that it's go. defining her as her own character. Yeah, That's yeah. what this whole two, two story arc was. She's not just one of Batman's sidekicks or partners. She is her own person, like independent. She was going to be Batwoman independent of Batman mm. when yeah. this all started. And it says then... that she has this slightly different rule with guns. I mean, she's still clearly not a killer. She's not going to go around murdering people. But right. she's not against grabbing a shotgun and blasting it in a monster's face if that's the tool that's sitting around. At the she time. is more like in that. They keep in this issue she's... saying she's not a soldier. 
but she kind of is where she will she will yeah. use what's available to her. She won't have yeah. that limit. Well, I, I think I think the point though is that like for, for her father in the colony, she's not enough of a soldier. For Batman, she is more of a soldier well, compared to him. But the, yeah. the, the point kind of is that she is kind of on that line. She's right in between the two where she is a bat character in her morals and stuff, but she will use her other techniques. She will. She's okay with shooting someone well, in the leg properly. That's. I took the, the she's not a soldier. She doesn't follow orders. She follows her own orders. And as a soldier, you can't have that. That was the mm. whole point of yeah. what was his name? Uh, Colony Prime yeah. coming. And even her dad's like, oh, he never listened. You know, like he deserved what happened to him. So I like that. That she, No, she doesn't completely follow Batman's orders, but she doesn't follow the colony's orders. She, you know, Kate works for Kate. Yeah, she's like very that. independent. Yeah. 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 And then she'll work in conjunction, I think, with either. And I think we'll start to see that in, in her own series is she, you know, has this partnership with her dad, but also with Batman. Well, so let's, let's explain that a little bit. I think partnerships maybe selling it a little bit stronger than it's. I, it's argue yeah. it's, it's more of a silence of the lambs esque relationship. Understanding. Yeah, uh, where he's yeah. still going to be behind a cell, but he's yeah. going to help her it, under the. And his one condition is that he wants to like see her without the mask. He, he wants to see his daughter because right. she she doesn't want to see him. She's like, eh, don't care about you. You're you're yeah. awful. Well, and I love and I love that because he's at the end of the day he's really not the villain. His the way he went about things was completely wrong and ended up in the storyline death of of Robin or Red Robin. And, you know, but he's doing this because the League of Shadows threat is looming, you know, and he wants to save the Earth, but not the way Batman would. Yeah, I also think, obviously, we know we have the League of Shadows stuff coming up next because mm-hmm. yeah. I believe the next issue is the, the oversized prologue. Yeah, and I think it's interesting that he'll be around for that, so he'll be able to kind of gloat, but then be interrogated as well. You know, they'll be around yeah. for the the repercussions of what he was warning about. Yep. Now, is Batwoman getting a rebirth? Yes. Or yes. No? Okay. So I was like, this could have easily been the rebirth issue. You know, like it, a it actually does leave me a little concerned that the rebirth issue will feel a little wasted like some so, of the others. Actually, no, I, I actually don't think... That, do, do you know what it makes me think? It makes me think it's going to do the Green Arrow thing where it's just going to be issue one. Yeah. It, it probably Good. will. I hope it I hope it does. But at that point, then I question, why not just start at one? Because it's the thing. They've been given rebirth know, issues to yeah. most of them. But, well, um, I thought if they weren't doing a rebirth, this is the de facto rebirth, you know? And It's, it's the same yeah. with... Uh, uh, JLA, I'm pretty sure the first one of that, it won't feel like a separate thing from the rest of the book. I mean, sure, it might be the form in the team issue, but that's still essentially just issue one. Or, it's, or yeah, issue zero, if you will, you know? Yeah. I don't, I don't think JLA is going to do the, let's do issue one in the rebirth and then re, you know what I mean? Where that was de facto issue one and then issue one was issue two. I think JLA will, you can pick up, let's say you don't get the rebirth, you'll be able to pick up JLA one. And it's gonna feel like issue one. Whereas I yeah. think with with like what Pete's saying with Batwoman, the rebirth's going to be issue one going forward. I can see it happening with both. I think Batwoman's definitely more lately, but I can see it happening with both. Batwoman's far more. I think I'm with Matt on on JLA, where I feel like like you say, I'll probably just be putting the team together. Mm. But that won't matter if you just start at one. You just go, okay, teams together. Let's just go with it. You don't yeah. need to. You don't need to have read that. Yep. 
Oh, I see what you're saying, Either but way, I, I would still I would still call that issue one though. I still think putting the team Either together. Way, is issue I one. have to make room now for a Batwoman book because if this is the team working on it, and I really like these two issues, I, this is a book I have to read now. Yeah, Tinian's so, sticking around for the first arc of Batwoman, and then Margaret's going off on her own for the rest. Yeah, yeah and I think I said it on the last issue. I'd love to know how much of this was Bennett and how much was Tinian. I mean, let's say the first arc, it's not going to make any difference, but in the long run. Has Bennett got enough of a handle on Kate, or or is it too much so. of Tinian? Yeah, I think it feels different enough from what I've read from Tinian that it, you know, could easily just be Bennett. You can by feel her influence. Yeah, because yeah. obviously, the, again, they're both just listed as writers, so it's hard to tell how much is is each of them. But I feel mm. I feel we got the tease of her origin with the her mom and sister dying, and then. Whatever happened, happened. I remember reading those issues when Rucka was writing the character and then J.H. Williams took over, and that was built in too. So, you know, they have a foundation there, and that's the way they're going forward. They have one of those uh, Batwoman by Rucka trades, you know, the, the thick, meaty yeah. ones I've been doing coming out yep. in the next couple of months. If any, So I'm probably going to pick that up and get some some background. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, no, I really like this issue. I really like this, this two-parter. Two uh like like we said, I think it it's Kate was already interesting, but I think it's set up set her up as her own thing where she is still very much a back character. She's still gonna be, you know, the the second co lead of Detective Comics, she's still gonna be around there, but it's gonna have her go off and do her own personal journey where she is dealing with her father to take down these more world weight. It's kinda of like how uh kinda of like how like Nightwing went off to do his own thing or you know, he's doing his own yeah. thing in Bloodhaven, but he's still coming back to Gotham when Batman needs him because they're a family. You know, it does actually feel like all of Detective Comics up to this point has been leading to this because that whole first arc kind of boiled down to her relationship with her father. Mm. Yep. And then obviously we got the the Monster Men stuff, which is starting to play into it as well. Yep. Well, it's just well formed comics. It's it is. You'll you'll be able to look at it and goes, Oh, that's Tinian's run from start to finish, you know, because yeah, of all the clear it, it Sometimes there's, there's writers that you look at it and go, they're kind of just going arc by arc and taking it as yep. it comes. I mean, I know for a fact Snyder speaks how he does. He did that for Batman. He went, right, what story have I got next? Whereas this feels like, no, this is one long story. And it's been right. planned out in advance. And I and I always prefer that when it comes to comics because they're episodic in one place or the other. And I remember the first time I read that was in John's Flash where someone had come back. I think it was Pied Piper. You hadn't seen him in forever. And that story continued on throughout. And I was just yeah. like, oh, wow, comics can do this. So, and now now we have this, and I am really enjoying it, which is so weird because I wasn't down with the Batwoman book. I was just like, oh, that's a book. Maybe I'll read the Rebirth and then not go forward. But after these two issues, I'm really invested to see where the character goes. We need a counter for things Matt said he wasn't going to read <laughs> and then completely yeah. switched his mind by the time it came Well, because it's like this. I don't want to drop anything I'm already reading to pick it up. So anytime something new comes out, I was like, oh, I'll just read the rebirth. Well, Matt, you know, if it makes you feel better, this is on week three next month, so it's not on the week two or four. That's still an extra three dollars, Pete. I'm trying to get it down. <laughs> like I'm getting yelled at routinely four. for spending it's too much on comics. Yeah, it's going up to four. <laughs> Drop a Marvel book. You're Eight. fine. Right. Just, I already just, did. Drop another just, one. When, when it goes up to, to four dollars, just sell your digital code to Pete. Yeah. Just, just he'll 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 take it off your hands. True. We'll do that. 
Yeah, um, problem solved. Aye. Good issue of Detectives, though. I liked it a lot. Yes, oh, yeah. very good. Right. The blacks and the reds. Like, the those colours pop so well. Yeah, do I, it's, actually, it's, do I... it's even down to the cover there. Like, even yeah, yeah. Batman, where the red stands out on him. Do you know what I like great. about it, though? I like that it's kind of watered down, washed out blacks and reds, though. It's got a very mm. muted kind of overall look, and I think that looks like really nice. Watercolor. Watercolor, yeah. Watercolor. It, it never feels like it's in your face. Yeah. As, oh, look at how smart this colour scheme is. It's all like, oh, this this just works. But it gives it a mood. It gives it a feeling throughout. Yep. Yeah. Which um, is cool. Uh, so that'll take us on to Action Comics 972, written by Dan Jurgens and art by Steven Segovia. I just thought of a joke I was going to make in the last... Go ahead. Like two books ago. You're, all trying, you're, all, you're all trying, Matt. Um, ah, I was going to crack a joke about Mark Wade's long five-year run that he's going to do in Cold Snap, but it's fine. It's, the moment's passed. Yeah, he's not. He's not coming back to DC right now. <sighs> One day. Fine. Matt. Matt, if Vince McMahon can get Bret Hart in a WWE ring, then DC if can get can, Mark Wade. I, I say this wearing my, my punk jacket. I can see punk coming back to WWE before Wade comes back to DC. And people who, who are in the know, because Connor's looking at us weird, he's <laughs> laughing. People in the know will know how crazy that is. So I think they're along the same lines. To, to but, be fair, after that UFC fight, Matt, I, th- I think Punk's going to come back a lot sooner than he thought it was going to. Well, he's still very hard-headed, uh, as shown by that fight. Anyway, that, <laughs> we're, we're, we're tangent Didn't he here. do some comics, or am I mixing it up with some Marvel? Yeah, he did some Marvel. He did a really well, good Thor See, I know, I know stuff. <laughs> those things about things uh, anyway Action Comics 972 uh, this was the conclusion to the Men of Steel arc this started, started off of course Superman had lost his powers on this planet because there was no yellow sun and Lex was helping him fight but they ended up despite they decided to split up they take on you know God Slayer and his crony I can't remember his name uh, separately Cade. sorry is it Cade yeah I think so that sounds about right I don't even so. sound familiar to me, but I'll take your word for it. Um, so they, they split up, they fight, Zade. and then... Zade. Yeah, I knew, was a Zade. I knew it was a Z. I knew it was a Z. I knew it was a Z in there. Well, you we just said that, that shouldn't you? <laughs> oh, Connor. I'm going to uh, strangle a ginger tonight. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, I, I want to point out before you pass this, is okay. like, again, Jurgen's making Lex such a prick, where he's like, uh, Superman without powers, total liability. Like... This is the man that just stopped you from dying, <laughs> and you're calling him a liability. It's right. I love it that even as the issue goes on and Lex grows to respect him, and it's still like yeah. he's still a dick about it. Yeah, of course he is. He's like Slither, but of course he's a dick about it. And I just love that Jurgens nails that. That uh, I, I read liability and I laughed, going like this last two issues, you wouldn't be standing here without that liability. Yeah, so, I don't, I, he's got the voices down for sure. I, th- I think that's very very clear. And obviously, the fight ensues, and Superman convinces, "Look, listen to me. Before you kill Lex, let's not let's not do this. If I need to convince you, why don't you look into my future? You've looked into his. Look into mine." And that's how he ends up winning this whole argument: is that the God Slayer looks into his future. We don't get to see what it is. Well, we do kind of get to see what it is at the end, but we'll get to that. We'll save Towards that to the end. end. Yeah, we'll yeah. save that to the end. But he he we don't see what it is at the time, and he looks into it, and he just turns around and basically says. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, no, full faith in you, Kryptonian. You're good. Uh, yep. We're going to go on our way. Bye bye. And he boom tubes on yeah, back to it. Yeah, because Superman tells and, him, and like, look. Also gives him his cape back somehow. Yes. 
Because look, if you look at that there, Superman's obviously he, he used his cape in the fight, and he hasn't oh, yeah. had it, and he stood there while he's looking into his, into his future, stood there with no cape. And the next panel you see Superman on, he's coming through the portal, and he's got his cape, and he's and it's cool. Well, cuts ahead. Yeah, it's, before he left. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not in real time. It's a comic book kind of. No, because he's like, oh, prepare yourselves. Like, oh, you're going now. It can still be a cut in time. It doesn't have to be the next second. I know, but it doesn't feel that way when it fl- it flows like it Connor, is the next bit. I read this as the last book before we started recording. And I didn't, but didn't even pick up on that, so it's fine. Like <laughs> that even, bothered me. I don't uh, even care. You're being pernickety. But I just I like what Superman did, where he he can't punch it out with him, so he actually talks with him. And yeah, he, he talks him through it. And he's like, "Look, if you look into my future, you'll see that I will do everything in my power to stop Lex from becoming." You know the next dark side, and you have to you have to believe that, and that you know he talks about how he investigated him, found nothing, and that plays in later when they show back up in Metropolis and Lex and Superman shake hands, and I was like, you know, I like that Lex does admit to him that it's kind of hard to be Superman, so it's a yeah. mutual respect, like Pete was saying. Yeah, they they have that nice moment on top of the, was it the planet? The, the top of a building. The, yeah, uh, I think it is. You can see the you can see the globe next yeah. behind them. Uh, I was at the top of a building in Metropolis. I just assume it's the planet. <laughs> typically. Yeah, it it's is a fair assumption. Yeah. But in this this case, I think it actually is. But uh, yeah, they have, they have that nice moment where they end up shaking hands and they agree to a fresh start. Uh, and Lex, I, I like the Lex kind of goes, "Look, I've been thinking about this. The only explanation for you being around is that you're from another universe, because you know he, he brings up Forever Evil. I fought the crime syndicate. Yeah. yeah. So I'm familiar with this idea of alternate universes, and that's the only explanation. And he even ponders for a lot, of, like, so man, my my version, the the other me in your Earth must have been a right evil asshole." You know, and I, I just, I think that that was a nice bit of like intelligence on his like part. That, yeah, Superman was kind of like, yeah, something like that, <laughs> to where it's kind of seeding towards you know the next storyline. Yeah, and uh, so so that that was cool. Uh, Lex gives the the cape back to the the, the planet, which planet. harkens back to the issue of Justice, Justice League fifty two fifty two, uh, mm-hmm. which was just which sort of bled into Rebirth, but it. Yep. You know, because it came out late, but it was yeah. there, and that they've got it in a case because the Daily Planet had a case where they they had New Fifty Two Superman's cape on display yep. as a sort of tribute, and yep. Lex decided, yeah, you know what, I'll I'll honor him in my own way rather than just trying to yep. be him. Be him, and that's yeah. uh, it's a nice touch. So be int- I'm also interested to see what Lex does next. Like, what what direction is he going to head in now if without the cape? Purple and green, baby. Purple and green. I'm just going to say that, Pete. I mean. That that's that's the logical this, assumption. It does, oh man. It does make me look forward to that turn because it's it's gonna have to come. Oh yeah, you can't he, have yeah. just good Luther. He's like, well, that, it's gonna make it all the more painful, isn't it? it like, and that's oh, what I'm looking actually, forward to. Like, good at the yeah. minute. Yeah. Uh, before we get to our last page, I did want to just talk about the arc overall. I will I will say this: my favorite part of action comics run so far is still the sort of the lowest stuff in the middle, the uh, like the two yeah. part, which is back to the planet. Uh, I think this this arc suffered a little bit from the same thing that the first arc with Doomsday suffered from, and that the first half of this issue, I, I kind of was just reading it and I sort of realized halfway through, I'm like. How long have you been on this planet, kind of like fighting and debating with uh, these people now? Because you know it's been a good three issues, yeah. something like that. Well, I mean, has it? Because they only went, they only got stranded there on this one at the end of the last plant. 
the last issue. Yeah, they were there for the whole issue last time. Yeah. No, they went to because they're two different planets, aren't they? Because they went to their planet first. It doesn't matter if it's two different planets. It feels the same. Saying, but it's not a because in this issue you get to see Fate Clark or Weird Clark finally sees John and. Oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I'm just talking before that we whole scene before we takes, get to that though. I just yeah. I'm talk. I want to talk about the just because the same thing we happened with Doomsday where it was like oh they've been fighting for like three issues before it finally kind of lit up and it did different things and I was feeling the same thing here where I was like oh they've been here kind of just sort of in this same situation for a couple of issues now and I think both arcs have suffered from that a little bit. See, I'm not sure I agree because okay. the Doomsday arc, I feel like oh it's just Doomsday cool whereas this was actually there was a moral dilemma to it there was an interesting debate alongside the oh, no, i i agree I'm, I'm just saying i i felt it as i was reading that i felt like oh, we've been doing this for a while i feel like there wasn't enough variety in that sense but it like i say it's not it's not a huge thing but it's definitely one of those factors that like as much as jorgens is really getting the voices right action comics is definitely the lesser of the two superman oh. books we, we, we know this as every time a new one comes out, it usually tops are, you know, they're just, they're two yeah. different gears. The way I look at them is Superman's, you know, the, the top. This is where big things are going to happen. And action's kind of the, not the Fun. day in the life, but yeah, like it's, there's two different gears. And I can appreciate nah, that. Yeah, it's, it's just, it was kind of like, it. I think now because we've had the smaller arcs in the middle, but we've had the two big arcs, and the two big arcs for me kind of suffered from the same issue. I'm kind of expecting that with the the bigger arcs in action now, which isn't a huge deal, but it's just especially no. since it's double shipping and we're getting See, through it quicker. Like I, said, I don't think I felt it because of the actual interesting conversation and dilemmas yeah. and relationships that were alongside it in this one that I felt were missing in the Doomsday arc, but in yeah. this one I didn't feel it at all but, because of that. But yeah, Doomsday to me was a representative of Doomsday itself. To where Doomsday is just a threat to hit, and how do you deal with it? Yeah. Whereas here, there's actually more to think about and about Lex, are... and even you had Clark going, or Fake Clark going, well, we'll just let him die. Like, what's so wrong if he's that bad? No, there, so... there is, but it was just, you know, once the fighting, because that stops and then the fighting starts, and we get some interesting narration, but it was just kind of, it just felt like it went on a little bit, you know. Well, I also like that we have Lacal and Zade now, that if Superman ever needs help from, you know, yeah intergalactic stuff we have some new supporting characters i was like when superman gets a friend i guess huh? I, I guess i would phrase it this way superman's doing really interesting and new things whereas action just feels really like old school yeah. and typical kind of yeah. comic book stuff hmm. this isn't necessarily I bad like just... i have two i was glad i have two really good superman books to read that's all yeah i save them for the end and i'm never disappointed so cool all right, there we go. That's action comics. Oh, actually, no, but it's not action comics. We did talk about the last page. Um, yeah, so we, and we get fake Clark as well. Oh, and fake Clark. Yeah, they'll do fake Clark first. Uh, so yeah, there's just one scene with them. He uh, he basically realizes that Lois is lying after he meets John, yeah. and Lois Lois basically shoes him away as quickly as humanly possible. He's like, no, no, no. He says that it's his, it's her nephew, and that you know. Well, was even nephew? It was a uh, cousin's son. Oh. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, it was cousin's son. Oh, okay. He's my cousin's son, which is like second cousin, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then we get the last page. Yeah, last page was obviously. Threat of things to come. Yeah, Zade says to Lacal, uh, "So what did what did you see?" And he's like, 
Oh no, I don't think we have to worry about Lex anymore. Unfortunately, Superman, though, he's got a lot of stuff he has to worry about, and we get this <laughs> this page of all these like teases of future things. Uh, some of it obvious, you know. Obviously, we know about Mister Oz, Oz, and that's there. We see Cyborg the Superman. see Cyborg Superman, which is interesting because obviously that's in Supergirl right Supergirl. now. Oh. Yep. Uh, the other thing we see, of course, is we see the, the whole Lex's Doomsday thing, but we see Superman standing next to him. Like, Lex is defeated as Doomsday, and Superman's holding the mother box, which is obviously the, probably the main thing that let him go, yeah. yeah, you know what? Yeah, I'll trust him. That's <laughs> fine. I don't yeah. have to kill him. Yeah. You mean uh, Darkseid, not Doomsday. Did I say Doomsday? Sorry, it's because we we're talking about Doomsday. Doomsday. Yeah, okay. Darkseid. And then the, the other couple that are a little bit weirder, or the other one that's a little bit weirder, is John looks like he's in trouble. Yeah. Mm. It's very and vague. Superboy outfit. And his Superboy outfit, but it's very vague. We don't really see what the danger is. He just clearly is in trouble. Yeah. And then obviously you've got Fate Clark is there as well. And Fate Clark, yeah. That, that's less of a. What's the one next to Cyborg Superman? Uh, it looks like the one guy John's created uh, that we got at the end. Oh, what's his name? He's from the alternate Earth. Shoot. People are yelling. <sighs> I can't remember. Anyway. Uh, yeah, just because obviously we didn't mention that one. It was just the one yeah. other one. Yeah. I think what's interesting for me is that it kind of implies all this is coming up relatively soon. Because LaCalle says, ah, oh, Superman, he does have to worry. So it's like, oh, okay, he probably hasn't got that much time then. Ulysses nailed it. Uh, or okay. Google could go. Yeah, it oh, kind of looks okay. like Ulysses, but it might not be. I kind of oh. hope it isn't. <laughs> Me because, too. Because that, that was that's who my brain great, went to. Yeah, that wasn't a great story. Yeah, I kind of no. blanked on on that because of it was that was really frustrating. Run. When it was like, oh, George is coming back to Superman. Oh, that's just exciting. And then it was just like, eh, it's still kind of iffy. And... Well, because I feel like he quit halfway through. Going, uh, we're just going to reboot everything. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he probably made that choice. He's like, you know what? This, exactly. This version of Superman sucks. I can't. I can't say just... that we're gonna kill him and bring back old time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But but the reason I was saying I think it's coming sooner rather than later is obviously all as we know is stuff with that's happening in. Yeah. Well, it depends March. what parts we're talking about. I I don't think the Lex's uh, Dark Side's coming soon. I think that's still. If that if we ever even see that story, and we probably will, because yeah. they they like to bring this stuff back. Well, I, I just mean we've already got we've got the old stuff coming up in March, right? Yeah. Oh no, the rest of the, everything else there, yeah, I yeah. agree, is soon. But I think the dark well, side well, stuff's I, far away. I don't think it's that far away. That's what I'm saying. I think all of these being so relatively soon, I think that will be after these, but not as far away as we might be thinking. Depends. I say you just bring them on. I don't care when. Just it depends it. what we're thinking, though. You don't know what I'm thinking. Isn't that a ginger power? Mind reading? We we try to keep it secret. Oh. Oops. Thanks for that, Matt. You're welcome. Don't look <laughs> them in the eyes, guys. It's kind of like Jericho and Deathstroke. <laughs> Jump right into you. Lack of a soul tries to steal yours. It does. Oh, dear. Uh... What's next, Pete? Wonder Woman, number 15. Greg Rucker writing and Liam Sharp on art. This is the present day uh, story. Wonder Woman is in a mental asylum or a mental hospital. She yep. and the doctors are all sort of joking because, like, oh, she thinks she's Wonder Woman. Ha 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 ha! I gotta say, already has better security than Arkham. The fact <laughs> that she can't get out, <laughs> like, uh. Uh, 
so yeah, it, this is kind of a a bridging issue, and there's a lot of like different things going on. There's a so we see Steve, and we see he sort of meets Better. up up with Theta and Barbara Ann, and they're sort yeah. of debating like, so who are these people that are attacking us? Who's the bad guys here? And she explains it's the this group was it God God, God Watch. Watch yeah God Watch, and they she used to be a member, and they've got all these different. Uh, teammates and thereafter after Diana and Themyscira and everything mm. uh, they're working with Veronica Kale we see a bit of her uh, then this, this god watch show up and try and take them and Barbara Ann stays behind and is like take me to Kale, she's just going to try and negotiate or something yeah and uh, but we see Steve and Etta like, uh, knock, knock the twins out in the back and get yeah. out yeah. Out of dodge, and they go and uh, meet up. The, the ending of this show is them meeting up with uh, Ferdinand. Ferdinand, <laughs> what is that? Is that the character's name? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were making a Ferdinand the Bulls reference. Nah, like, I thought you'd be funny. Oh, no, 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 I looked him up. It's Ferdinand. <laughs> okay, I just all right, cool. <laughs> he, uh, he is. He's a minotaur, but he doesn't call... Actually, I should have noted this down. He doesn't call himself a minotaur, though, because he's not from the same place that minotaurs come from. But he's got the same... Kind of... Sorry? Yeah. He's a what, sorry? No, we're just saying where, where minotaurs come from. All right, yeah. yeah. All right, yeah, he's not from there. He's from another place. And he... So the, the name's like minotaur, but it's from the other... The, the start of it's so, different. So was this from Rekka's other run, then? Because this character's new to me. I don't... Yeah, I, me I, he's new to me as well. I, I don't know if he's from yeah. Rekka's run, but he used to be the cook... At the Themyscira Embassy. So it's probably from Rucker's Run. Yeah. Probably, yeah. And yeah. he obviously is a, a bullhead and a human sort of. Yeah, because obviously, when he popped up, up I, was, cool. I was questioning who he was. Obviously, my, obviously, there's a lot of Greek gods and stuff in, in One Woman. Mm-hmm. So I was linking him to Hephaestus. So, he's so got a lot of, Yeah, so I was thinking it was uh, either something to do with him, one of his sons. Maybe even him directly. I wasn't sure, but I was speculating that. But then how would Edda, knowing that the patrons haven't showed themselves, why would yeah. they show themselves to Edda? But, but Hephaestus has always kind of done his own thing. Yeah, he does. So that's kind of why I thought, ah, oh, maybe. Could. But, but if it's, if it's just Ferdinand, then, then cool. Hmm. You guys are familiar with the story of Ferdinand, right? How it's like a Spanish kid story. He's a bull, but doesn't want to be like the rest of the bulls. He just wants to sit around and smell flowers. And it's all about being yourself. I love that book as a kid. So that's why I thought, oh, this is a story Pete also knows, so he's going to call him Ferdinand the Bull. I'm assuming <laughs> that's probably where the name has come from, though. Yeah, it, probably, um, it probably is, yeah. yeah. So, so it no, 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 I've never heard of it before. But also no. fits in with Rucka, because it is about being yourself and being true to who you are. So, you know... Yeah. Uh, it yeah. was because obviously it's the big ending of the, the book. And I'm like, I have no idea who this is. I'm going to go yeah. and look this up. Well, yeah, I, I didn't I think we were supposed to know. I thought it was meant to be like, oh, who is it? And that's why I was speculating, to, you know, to do yeah. with Vestas like I was. I didn't realize, oh, I could have just looked this up and it was actually someone. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, it shows why Rucka is awesome and that he ties things in and out. And it, I don't want to say it's a roller coaster ride, but it's definitely a. He has us. You know, and is leading us along the way yeah. through this path, and like even God Watch as a concept is such a Rucka idea. Mm. That you have this group. I, I, from what I get, gather is they're trying to contact the gods for whatever reason. That's why they're called God Watch. 
Yeah, which is actually the other big thing that happens in the book. Actually, we actually get a scene in Themyscira. Oh, and yeah. And the, the, the poison tree that was there that, 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 that poisoned Diana all those years ago has reappeared. Oh. And on Themyscira, they see this as like a, a line in the it's sand. Yeah, there's an omen. Yeah. They're, they're coming. We're going to stand the ground here. They're getting ready for a fight. Something bad's happening there. Uh, meanwhile, Dan is uh, in a wheelchair in a mental hospital. Talking to a snake <laughs> that comes in and out of her poison bite. Like, yeah. Yes. But, yeah, also, so. Sharp's layouts absolutely kill it. Obviously, the oh. first few pages, we have all the, 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 the brick lines, like the inside of a cell, they're like identical, yep. which is the layout for all the panels. And then we have that shot of what's going on inside her head. Mm-hmm. And it's all just kind of fragmented and explode outwards. And it's a, and it's a tree, scattered. is it not? It's the tree. It is the yeah. tree as well, yeah. But it kind of bleeds into like it's, it's like what's actually inside her head. It kind of bleeds into the tree at the back. It's like, oh, this yeah. is really cool. Yeah, no, no. Uh, I mean, his stuff's been great throughout the whole his whole half of the run. I say half because obviously he's only doing all yeah. the uh, yeah, yeah. The, so, the even numbers. And I've also noticed odd, that the, numbers. the variant covers are all done by Jenny Friesen. Now, yes, and I definitely, as as someone was in, like, oh, they're just variant covers. Does it matter? I think they're a lot better than what we we're getting before. I like them. Yeah, they're really nice. Oh, I've I've picked up a few of them, whereas normally I don't pick up variants. So that said, I, I, I double dipped and picked up the one for eleven when I was in my shop the other day because it's like, mm, oh, nice. that's a cool cover. I'm just gonna get it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the main cover on this one's quite nice as well, though. It's Diana in a straight jacket, so it's got a really cool kind of... With a crazy smile on yeah. her face. Yeah. I'm like, what, is, is she become... Like, was her, like, uh... Yeah. What's the girl version of Bromance? Crazy like a fox. What's the girl version of Bromance? Girlationship? I don't know. Like, I tried to portmanteau that and just couldn't. I'll just use bromance. Her bromance with Harley Quinn from the events rubbed off on uh, her, and she's going crazy. That, that's, that's, that's what this is implying. Uh, she'll, she'll be putting on the makeup for the next issue. Just you wait and see. But it's it's a great issue. That was a good issue. I I, I don't know. I, I like the, the last... Well, I say the last one. Obviously, the last one was a good one. I mean, the last present day I, issue. I get that. I feel like, like this, this was a good issue, but then the art elevated it into just great for me. Like, with yeah, all the sure. extra little touches. Oh, I think that was great, but I, I think just from a story perspective, it's very much a in-between major point. You know, it's like, yeah, we often talk about TV, how you get the... Yeah. Moving the, the pieces around the chessboard episodes, mm-hmm. where you've got the big big episode, then you've got the one that moves things around to set up the next big one. That's what this issue felt like to me. It felt like it was just setting up all... Because it was, like, so many different... Like, we only see Diana twice. We see Themyscira once. We see Steve and them twice you know we yeah. see veronica kill once it was lots of lo- little scenes all building up for the next sort of yeah. thing it's moving things into place where yeah. they need to be yeah obviously it was all solid i have no complaints but it was just yeah. in terms of where it falls in the story it's the kind of issue where on its own it's very connective the tissue when you read this as a trade it'll just be per- you know yeah flow through. It, it is also weird that this is one of the ones that essentially is single shipping for all intents and purposes of each yeah. story mm. Because we've got to wait a whole month now to get any more on this, which is weird compared to. I think I think we mentioned a few weeks ago how sometimes these these connective issues feel like they're a bit wasted when they're a whole month apart. But we haven't been feeling that with Rebirth, yeah. Because there's something just two weeks away. But this one, I didn't feel like it was wasted because it was so engrossing in the way it was presented in the art. I was loving Wonder Woman right now. Uh, it's, it's pretty good. I like yeah. the alternating between, and we got that great Barbara Ann issue, which was one of my favorites of last year. Yeah. So, 
Are we going to go on issue? I wonder if we without Matt bringing that issue up. Probably nope, not. Because I really loved it. I can, it, I can just hear her... people. I can hear people at home going, "Matt, we know you loved that issue. You've said it the last ten weeks." Oh, it, it lays the foundation though for what happens here, with her and Godwatch, and clearly what happened there led to her going to Godwatch. Oh yeah. Which then led to her becoming Cheetah. Like, I, 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 Matt, I have no doubt that we're going to like, get the the Cheetah it's origin. So it's so circular, isn't it though? It is. But no, we're, we're so, still getting the Cheetah origin, though, right? Like, and the yeah. next, either oh, yeah. after the next, like past arc then the, the next one after that we're so it'll getting be another, it. it'll be another like one shot like we had for the for the barbarana it'll just be an extra one slotted in somewhere and uh, it might maybe. be my yeah. favorite one to bring up every time we talk about wonder woman so uh, but dear. i just like like connor said it's all circular and they're all again just like i mentioned with rebirth everything's weaving in and out of each other spectacularly right now yeah and it's just telling a full story and wonder woman's doing that by itself so I think what Wonder Woman's also done really well for me is that it's making me care a, a bit more about our supporting cast. You know, like, yeah. I'm liking Steve a lot more than I have in the past in this run. Yeah. You know, it is well, pretty it cool. He actually has a character. He's not yeah. just, you know, Justice League liaison. Barbara, yeah, he's doing something. Yeah, Barbara Ann's a more interesting character because she yeah. is like sort of like cured again, and she's trying to rehabilitate, and she's trying to. Oh, it's definitely the most I've ever and been Edda, interested in Barbara. Yeah, out of candy, I never even knew she was a major character until now so so the fact that she's there and they brought back veronica kale as a villain because that's another thing is when you think about wonder woman villains it's kind of outside of cheetah it's kind of barren yeah yeah uh, giganta giganta that's one but but you you ask that for superman or batman which are, you know, on, on the same level in oh. terms of where they stand as the... the oh, I can listen to Exactly. <laughs> so, that's, a, that's fair. So, they're setting up this whole Godwatch team, and uh, I can't remember, one of them was, like, Dr. Cyber or something like that, which was yeah. pretty cool. So, mm. uh, but there you go. Uh, that'll take us on to The Flash, issue 15. Joshua Williamson writing and Carmine Diodominico on art. And this is The Flash stopping the rogues in another country. Of course, it turns out to be... Because we know from the last issue that they are secretly still in Central City. But yeah. he's stopping the rogues in this, this the other country. Costa Rica? Porto Maltese. Porto Maltese. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 st- I took a stab in the dark at a hot country. Um, <laughs> and, and what? And guess, yeah. They're stealing stuff from a museum, blah, 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 blah. Normal stuff. Well, and what's what's cool is he gives this whole history of culture of Maltese, which I've always just heard a name, and how they had a civil war, and stuff was plundered, but they brought it all back, melted into this statue of Hermes, who is the god of thieves. So, of course, the rogues are going to want to steal this. Yeah. You know? So, you know, they're there, you know, like, hey, hand over your stuff, no one's going to be hurt. And here comes Barry. Well, you know? hold on now, hold on now. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's jumping the gun a little bit because what I really like about all this rogue stuff at the start before Barry shows up is they're all, they're all doing their own thing with their own power sets or whatever they do yep. and Trickster's keeping time because they know how long it'll take Flash to get there from Central City yep. and he's like right we have a minute le- oh wait no maybe less than that then whoosh, Flash uh-huh. comes in and it's just, it's just this really great entrance and then we got yep. like a good like three four pages of Barry like running around and fighting them all in various yep. ways and then he realizes the ruse, because uh, Captain Cold grabs someone and he's like, "Wait, Captain Cold's left-handed. 
or right handed, yeah. whatever, whatever the opposite I, was. I fought him then. enough to know Leonard Snart's right handed. Yeah. yeah. So what's up? And uh, turns out obviously it's Mirror Master's the only one that's actually there, and he's oh. manipulating all this. They're all mirror things. And Flash runs around and smashes them all. And I love that Mirror Master's like, look, we've fought <laughs> a lot of times, Flash. I know you're going to smash all my mirrors. I've learned a new trick. And he forms the mirror monster out of all the broken glass. And it's just this ridiculous comic booky but fun over the top. Yep. Silly. Giant flash. Greatness. Yep. It's so cool. It is cool. And uh, obviously he, he deals with it all and he, he runs back to Central City because he realises, oh crap, this was all a ruse. Those damn rogues. And he runs back and, to Central and- City. And, and they've done that, their business. They've done multiple things, though. It's not just the rogues have went yeah. and done something. They've split up, and each one of them, like, Cold's done a robbery here, Trickster's done something here, so on, so on. And that, that's kind of the cliffhanger of the issue, is like, wait, they've actually thought of a new plan. Like, how do I stop them all when they've split up? They're not working together. But, I mean, they're working together, but they're not in the same location. They're all doing yeah. separate yeah. jobs. They've separated and that's the that's the thing. If I really enjoyed this issue, if I was going to make one complaint, and it's only really because I'm thinking about it, it would be that the last issue ended with the, the cliffhanger or the reveal that, oh wait, the rogues aren't yeah. actually there. And this entire issue is Barry realising that, so we don't actually get any of See, I, advancement I kinda, in that sense. But in a way, I like that we, we know already, because it makes that whole... That, that first section with just the, the rogues... Is almost half the book, almost. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so it, it makes it more fun when it's like, oh, we know they're not there, so you're like, oh, okay, let's get Yeah, on. but see, I let's spaced on that. So when you start reading it and you get all the introduction mm-hmm. of the rogues by Cold and he's describing them and you mm-hmm. see him go about their business and I'm like, wait, I thought they were in Central City. Is there... Are they pulling both at the same time? Like, is this what the thing is? All that intro stuff was good. It really interests you to all the main members and for yeah. people who aren't as familiar with them, that, that worked out really cool. Uh, obviously, the art's really good from... I mean, I, 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 it's not really a complaint because I actually really enjoyed the issue. All, all the banter was great. Uh, the cliffhanger was cool. All of it was good. It's just... The, my only problem with it, it's kind of this weird thing where we essentially built up to the exact same cliffhanger. Just It was just Barry realising at this time that they're in Central yep. City. You know, it's like there was almost no advancement in the actual thing. And I don't mind it. I think the, the way they could have fixed this is if it just cut to what they were actually doing in the middle or something like that. Or we yeah. ended it just a few pages sooner so that we actually got more of the rogues in Central City before the Flash arrived back. Or yep. something. Just to feel like Meanwhile, it moved forward a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But then, then they don't get their ending, do they? Where they want it to be. Yeah. Because obviously if, if they cut to us, to showing us the rogues doing stuff... Uh, we'd know that they've split up, so it would ru- it would ruin the idea that we learn it with Barry. Uh, well, see that, that that makes me then. But we've already learned it. Though. Yeah, but that, that that would mean my complaint would be all right. Don't change anything in this issue, but we shouldn't have got that that reveal at the end of last yeah. issue. That, that's fair. That's fair. yeah, yeah. But, uh, but that's, that's the thing though is I like that reveal when I read the last issue. Yeah, it's just now in retrospect, it's like this issue probably would have worked better had I not known this. Yeah, mm. yeah, that makes sense. Cause imagine how surprised you are when Golden Glider trips. <coughs> yeah, you're like, oh, okay, that's not supposed to happen. Okay, something, something weird's afoot. Yeah, yeah. Corto Maltese. I, I can say as much as I'm sort of getting into this, it's a, it is a minor complaint because I I really enjoyed the last issue. I really enjoyed this issue. It's just when I'm looking at it from a a plot progression back to back. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of thinking, ah, it's kind of weird that it doesn't kind of influence anything. And when Cold takes that person hostage, I was like, oh, crap, we're getting TV Captain Cold, who I'm not a big fan of. And uh, he describes the road code. They don't kill. But if someone gets in the way, you know, and I think also that's what tips Barry, you know, like this is not he's not acting. It's not just the hand, is it? It's like, yeah, that's not right. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Uh, obviously, uh, Domenico has some great layouts in here. There's a great page yep. where he's, I think it's Weather Wizard Barry's fighting, and it's in like three, it's almost like uh, three panels that are kind of like free of the page, and they're all kind of angled. And he's like, it almost looks actually like he should be fighting Mirror Master going through mirrors, but it's not. He's actually yeah. fighting Weather Wizard, and it's just the way the well, panels are. Because it's showing the yeah, motion it's, it's, of the lightning strikes. Yeah. Yeah, it's just at the bottom third of the page, but it's split yeah. into the three tilted mm. panels. Yeah, yeah, and it, just, it, just, it gives it some nice momentum. It, I it sounds like a weird thing to say, but the flash usually reads really quick because the momentum from through the panels yeah. and the layouts is so well keeps your eyes moving, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, to the point where I almost feel like oh, I feel like I missed stuff. I read that too quick, and I, I go back and look, and I'm like, I didn't. It was just it flows so well forward. It is the point where sometimes you have to kind of look back at it and just to appreciate some of the art because you kind of almost gloss over some of the detail because you're just moving to the next bit with it. Yeah, because you're following almost a streak of lightning through the panels and you're not really maybe paying attention to all the details. Yeah. Uh, so, at least in the action, obviously if there's a lot of dialogue and stuff, you're reading that. But but I feel like it's rare that there is a big chunk of dialogue, at least when he's the Flash, because it always reads, like like, like you say, it just keeps moving, moving, yeah. and it's flowing to the next bit. When he's Barry, it's a little bit different. It slows down. And yep. to to be fair, like these these things these things we're saying that the art's doing is exactly what you'd want from a flashbook. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> so cool, <laughs> on point, excellent. And Matt Matt agrees. So uh, <laughs> I do. I got nothing else to say. Cool. So. All right. Uh, so as an solid issue of the Flash, that'll take us on to Batgirl issue seven, which is written by Hope Larson and art. New artist, of course, uh, Raphael Albuquerque has regrettably moved on to other things, and we have Chris Wildgoose. I must say, it's I a do. Good ap- name. I approve of the name Wildgoose. That's a, a good last name. Uh, he's on the art. So well, anytime you're, anytime you're after him, you're on a wild goose chase. <sighs> how how many times in his life do you reckon he's heard that joke? Oh, not enough. <laughs> Joe, you know I think what works as well is that you could say well goose chase and it could mean that he's the one chasing something else. Uh-huh. So I almost like the idea that if he's going it's to... It's almost help... like a command, wild goose, chase. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's almost like a, he goes into a bar and he's like, right, it's a wild goose chase time. I'm going to chat up some ladies. Um, anyway, <laughs> so this issue, Batgirl's back in Burnside and she is shocked and appalled that all the her favourite coffee place has been turned into a hipster pet store yeah gentrification is everywhere yeah and she's shocked and appalled her rent's doubled her her friend frankie is uh, moving in with her girlfriend so she has to get a new roommate and stuff so she's happy about that but not that her rent's doubling and now she needs another roommate of course you know yeah Yeah. so all this is going on and on top of it all is a homeless problem and there's this phone app which is people can use to like Oh, there's a homeless person lurking around here, and then these people in a van will come and take them away. <laughs> well, here's the thing. And, and I took is... that as it, the intentions of starting it were noble, right? There's someone that needs help. 
someone can come and take them to the local shelter, right? But of course, it's going to be abused. Uh, corrupted, which, yes. And, and you, you kind of see that with the hipster people that are now living in this neighborhood, just kind of treat the homeless person as a piece of trash and like, oh, watch, I'm going to report this. Do you know what I, I kind of like? Because it is ridiculously hipster. It's shown us that, that, that bloody fishbowl. Well, the great thing, but though, wanna, oh, and just before you go, I just, choke people. I just want to say the great thing is, though, is that Barbara the entire time is having the same reactions as us. And that's that's exactly what I was it was, it yeah. was a, exactly. a criticism of this society. Yep. It wasn't uh, glorifying it. It was going, hang on, no. this is, isn't normal. This which isn't is right. Funny because one of the main complaints because when I tried the uh, the previous Batgirl run, which started the Burnside stuff. You know, they made the big relaunch, she's got the new outfit. Yeah. I think it was issue 35 around there, a new mm-hmm. 52. My, 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 the reason why I stopped reading it is because I thought it was too hipster. <laughs> I didn't like it. So this is almost like a weird, like, meta-critique to me of the old run. It does feel like that, and I, I liked the old run at first. It kind of went, it, it lost me as it went on. Hipster scum. <laughs> there was good <laughs> stuff in there. I knew Matt would appreciate that. But this this does feel like a a meta criticism of it because it's like, hey, you changed it up too much. People don't like it. Mm. Like like Barbara doesn't like this. It's all changed. Yeah, it's almost yeah. It's some familiarity in there. It's like it's like yeah, she's coming back and her her comic book series has changed. Like what's this? Why is everything different in hipstery? Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of like the whole coffee thing because that that's considered a hipster. You know, you have your favorite independent coffee shop, but so it's even gone too far for her. So it even mm. fits kind of in line without mm. being an overly meta thing. But yeah, like Connor said, when they get to that party and they're like, oh no, bring bring a swimsuit. It's a pool party. And then she walks in there and it's a fishbowl and the 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 pool's on the top floor. What, what annoys me more is that someone's got their phone in that fishbowl. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Waterproof phones, I guess. And that, that, I know, but... And I know you can get waterproof phones, but why would you why why would you take that with you in there? Enjoy that. Just because put your phone no away. no one's going to know wanker. you're there unless you have your phone with you to tell everybody where you were. Yeah, you need to get a selfie. You need to get a selfie. That's just that's just the rules of the modern world. Uh, so two key things happen here. This is where she learns about the whole homeless app thing, or not the homeless app, but she learns about the. the she overhears this conversation about from these two awful people talking about how hope, homeless should be. Oh thrown away or something like that. Uh, out of sight. The other thing, of course, the big thing is she meets Ethan, who turns out to be the son, and we knew this was coming because it's called the son of the penguin. Son of penguin. That's the arc. But she meets Ethan, who's... T- and I, I, what I love about the whole way she finds out is he hands her a business card. She's like, wait, Cobblepot? No relation to... And I want to go on a slight just a tangent here and explain why this made me laugh even more. It's because there's a, there's a British show called Bottom uh, from the early 90s. Okay. Really slapstick, over the top, uh, hitting each other with frying pans, all that kind of thing. And they're called Eddie and Rich, the two main characters, they're roommates. And you know, you very rarely hear their last names, but as a joke in one of the episodes, someone would ask Eddie what his last name was, and he'd say, I'm Edward Hitler. And the joke, the joke of the episode is that the, pers- the person yeah. he says that to goes, he laughs and goes, huh, any relation? He's like, yes, I've got a mother. And I just I thought of that when I read when I read yeah. this page, and it really made me laugh. Uh, but yeah, it's like wait, Cobblepot? Any really? It's like ah, uh, yeah, I call him Dad. And then she immediately phones up Nightwing, <laughs> and it's like, Dick, have you heard about this Cobblepot having a son? And then so not only do I love that they're having like a constant communication, you know, because mm-hmm. she was in his book, 
you know, in the first yeah. arc yep. of his, and that was cool, and now we're getting a little bit of the reverse. I love that, yeah, they have this sort of relationship, and there is a sort of romantic involvement, but instead of him getting jealous, and maybe you could argue that there's some jealousy like mixed in here, mm-hmm. but he mostly just makes fun of her for dating a cobblepot. Yeah. Yeah, and like, uh, and someone who could potentially be evil. Yeah, and then she throws that back in his face. Yeah, because you've never dated anyone who's been evil. And it's just, just a good fun banner. Like, hey, 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 hey. Yeah. Come now. Yeah. Again, I look, also love that he's like, yeah, no, never heard of him. Like, I love how he just says, come on to the scene. Yeah, yeah like, because not even Nightwing. And Nightwing, you know, he's dialed in yeah. to, to Gotham. So yeah. Also, I, I love that she's like, oh, yeah, I heard you were just like, Keeping a low profile in a Blue Haven as he's fighting a robot. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, something like that." Oh god, I love I love Dick and Bob's relationship so much. Yep, it's so good. It, is. it feels real, like because even if they're not dating, they're still close enough to call each other about some villain or someone they suspect to be a villain. Yeah, because yeah, so. what she says, yeah, yeah, I- I'm going to do some recon in the day, and she's like, "Oh, is that what the kids call it?" <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, so she's on the way to the, the date and she, she sees this like couple use the app for the homeless person to see. Mm-hmm. So she's like, hmm, I want to, I want to check this out. And she's like, good thing I, br- I brought my uh, my uh, superhero gear. And she sits up yeah. and she like stakes out and she's like, and I like there's a tight countdown timer to when the date's supposed to yeah. start because you know it's getting like, oh, it's getting a bit Rollers, late. Maybe she should yeah. you know, end the stakeout. Yeah. Yeah. But sure enough, Van pulls up and takes the homeless person away. And when they open it on the other end to the evil scientist who uses them for research and nefarious means, yep. uh, you know, I was going to say spoiler there, not spoiler, uh, plot twist, oh. Barbara's inside the van, she snuck in somehow, She yep. and she k- k- jumps, jumps out and beats up the guys. And uh, One of my favourite panels of the, the, the book, because we're not really spoken about the art, and we should speak about the art, because it's a new artist, yeah. but uh, one of my favourite panels of the book is uh, the silhouette shot when she's like... It's Outside like a, the van. Yeah, and she's like... Yep. Uh, Doing her sort of karate pose, and she's it's the scientist opposite her, and it's in silhouette, but her yellow belt and the yellow symbol are still visible. And, uh, yeah, yeah, and, and, and the white hair on the scientist. Yeah, it is nice. Nice, nice little touches. So, so we should talk. We should talk about the art, actually. Yeah. At first, I didn't like it because it wasn't Albuquerque, and then I was <laughs> Fair. like, "Well, Fair. that's stupid." Like. As it kept going, I got more used to it. And so it's funny, Matt. I, I have a very similar opinion where. I don't know if I necessarily had the, the the thought of oh it's not Albuquerque I don't like this. Mm-hmm. Obviously I don't like it as much as Albuquerque. That's very I think right. clear. Uh, but it was a very much a case of first couple of pages like hmm I'm not sure about these faces. I'm not, I don't know if I'm feeling this the faces yep. specifically. But by the yep. end of the issue it kind of grew on me. Like I was getting like I was getting into the style of the artist a little bit. Yeah, I will yep. say I love me Albuquerque too. and he's one of my favorites. Mm. But I think Wild Goose don't here you say is better suited don't you for say this it. story. Oh. I feel like like having Albuquerque out in Asia, like it really helped give it a separate tone for this different uh-huh. place. Whereas this kind of brings it back into like a it, it feels artistically similar to the, the previous run. But I think that works because it's like okay, Burnside's home, so this is like a home style for when she's here. I thought you were just saying it was better. And I no, I'm not gonna say it's better okay. i think it's better for this particular setting okay i should let you finish uh matt matt will one day learn that lesson so impatient never will never will there, there are very there are very few artists i will say or I'll outright say are better than albuquerque yeah so yeah. Hey, who's, well, I, on, I who's on red hood 
<laughs> That's just rude. <laughs> Honestly, if Albuquerque was on Red Hood, I'd read it. No, not even enough. I would. Not I'd even just, enough. I wouldn't. I wouldn't read the words. I'd just look at the pretty pictures. Nah, not even enough. What's that? <laughs> well, I made so. <laughs> Uh, no, the... Pete, had you, had you not <laughs> messed it up, it would have been perfect. Yeah, for um, the audio listeners, I have it. I have initiated the I Love Red Hood button that appears over Connor's face. Uh, you kind of deserve that one, Connor. Like, no, no, not even... this is what I'm saying. Like, I wouldn't read, read it. I wouldn't like pay attention to the dialogue. I just want to see Albuquerque during pretty Why's the finger? Why's the finger still up? It's going back uh, I was, on now. I was looking at Matt because <laughs> I was addressing Matt, so I wasn't really looking, yeah. so I didn't realize it had come down. <sighs> yeah. Uh, you accidentally got uh, an old image of Connor there that we sometimes use when he's not here. Yeah. Which is kind of funny. Uh, it's quite old. I love Red so it's perfect. That's quite old. Uh, oh, dear. Where were we? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, I think that was fine. I, th- I think... Uh, I think the faces grew on me as the, the issue went on. It's definitely a little bit more cartoony than Albuquerque's is. Yeah. Uh, that's definitely a thing. But... Still works. I, I certainly wasn't bad. I was certainly getting into it more as it went on. A uh, couple of the the poses were maybe a little bit proportionally just a little bit off, but not super amount. So, so uh, just in in the story stuff we haven't mentioned, she's obviously taken a new course at college. Ah, yes, yeah, she has. Was it library science? Yeah, it was, it was like that was a that's a strange course. Nick. I'll be honest. Until I got to that page, I never realised there was such a thing as a library science class. <laughs> now, I don't know if there's a science, but I do think to become a librarian, it is a different skill set, and I never thought of that. It's I, not just like I'm going to be honest. You show up for the job. I'm going to yeah. I'm going to be honest, and I never really considered the idea that you had to be trained to be a librarian. Like, like yeah. you know, and and schooling. I mean, like obviously you have to learn what you need to do in the job. But I thought it was yeah. a job that you could probably just you know learn on the job and learn how to do it. Yeah. I didn't think I didn't realize you'd be a science to it. But. but I like what they point out that you know no, it's a sense of community, hmm. and and that's what it's about. And I think. Other than Nightwing, there's not a better character to use that trope with the sense of community than Batgirl as she's back in her old neighborhood that's changed. and Yeah, and, it's like uh, uh, she wants to set up a new community and, and regain yeah. what she's lost. Yeah, Burnside. And I think that works really well. Burnside will be her blue haven, and that's, that's cool. Oh. Uh, and I, I like it as well because it, it kind of plays into the whole love of computers and information, but it's like the more yeah. old school version. Yeah, like that's still important yeah. to her. So and I'm sure it's got a great retirement plan because we all know superheroics, not a great retirement plan. That's that's, that's fair. So Typic- out, of, out of all, she's actually being responsible out of everybody. Typically, to be fair, I would expect Babs to be responsible. Typic- of course, right? It, for f- it's in. Yeah. <laughs> Let me finish my goddamn sentence, you pieces of shit. I forgot what I was going to say now. That's okay. Library science, retirement plans. Oh yeah, I was going to say, typically, superheroes don't even get to retire. That was the thing. It's it's too late now. You've ruined it. You've ruined it to pay you. <laughs> Matt, don't shrug. It's bad yeah. for the audio listeners. <laughs> True. Yeah, if you're going to shrug, at least go, eh, along with it. Yeah. 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 Right, there you, there you. That's not a playful shrug. You know, it's hard to, to do the sound of a playful shrug. Eh? 
So uh, I got one more thing just about the mostly about the art that I'd like to mention, but it's kind of a it's in the writing as well. It's something that we've had the whole time where it's all in thought bubbles instead of caption boxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm noticing it more with with the new artist than I was with Albuquerque. It it feels like there's a lot more space on each page. Yeah. At the like the backgrounds especially, there's just a lot of uh, just because it's not cluttered with all these. Uh, narration boxes there's thought bubbles every so often but even those are there's far less of them than we typically see of narration boxes yeah i feel like even just compared to the like the first arc there's less thought bubbles than there was mm-hmm. yeah quite possibly i'm not oh, I, see, I this is her reacting to other people not just herself that asia story was pretty much her rolling yeah. solo yeah oh but I, I really like how it, it makes the book feel like uh bigger it makes it makes burnside feel bigger than it probably is right. because it feels like there's there's a lot of it because we're seeing more of it than we normally do yep. yeah i like that also this might give us ethan cobblepot as the first hipster villain and that uh, <laughs> like, that's exciting finally uh, which uh, yeah i mean to just wrap up the plot uh she, she realizes that the company that made the app which has been abused by these evil people was uh ethan cobblepot's company so we end with her going to the date to uh basically try and interrogate him i guess <laughs> and that's the end of the issue so that should be a fun uh issue next month so uh there we go that's that's batgirl that'll take us on to teen titans issue four written by benjamin percy and art by koi fam uh i think this may have been the best issue of this year yeah i'd say it definitely was so do you know, I feel like I do that with Connor all the time, or I'll say maybe because it's just the way I phrase something, and he has to say, "Oh, I think it definitely was." Well, I just, I just like being a bit more definitive on the topic. It's like oh, I'm not going to be wishy-washy about it. I'm going to go, "Yeah, no, this was the best." I'm not being wishy-washy. I, I am saying definite, but I'm, I'm using the word maybe to say it. Yeah, but it feels wishy-washy when you say it. Stop yeah, but you're doing. He's covering his bases in case someone's like, "Actually, issue two scored higher." So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, uh, hey. yeah. I, I think you'll find. Uh, Push up the glasses. Um, yeah, so this was obviously we ended the last issue with Damien going to Raza Ghul and saying, "Leave the Titans alone. I'll come back and be the heir to the, the demon and all the rest of it. Everything you want." And Raz is like, "I leave enough. I want you." Yeah. <laughs> to yeah, sum up, you didn't picture dad. You didn't picture dad. So you have to prove it. Well, yeah, how, how great was that page? Combat. How great was that page though, where he, he puts him in front of the mirror, and yeah. he's like, "What do you see in there?" And like, he sees we see in one side, we see him as Batman grown up, and then the other side, Raz sees him as Raz Al Ghul when he grows up. Yeah. A really cool, yeah. cool idea. But so, the Demon's Fist comes walking in, and Damien challenges the leader to trial by combat. Uh, and if if he loses, she gets to keep the the right to be the head of the Demon's Fist yep. and all the rest of it. Meanwhile, uh, Beast Boy was overhearing some of this. He goes back to the, the rest of the Titans mm-hmm. and says, "Yeah, he was turning himself in to save all of us." I mean, this is this is weird. He's yeah. actually not it's terrible. Admirable. Yeah, and then yeah. Uh, Starfire's like. Yeah, deep down somewhere, you know, the, we have this delicacy on our planet where it's poisonous, but if you strip out the outside and you, you burn it just right, <laughs> eventually you have the most tasty thing in the world. <laughs> and that's Damien. He's, <laughs> Damien. you know, he's poisonous, but he can be formed to be something good. Yes. Eventually, yeah. Uh, uh, I, think, I feel like that's encapsulated in that, that shot with the, the mirrors, though, hmm. where it's like, it, yeah. eventually, this is what it, what he could be. Yeah. 
You could go either path, well, yeah. Yeah. But see, I feel now, though, that's kind of false reasoning because we all know he's he's in with, with the Bats. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. he wants – he's his father's son and – but, I think all that doubt's kind of kind of gone. See here, though, I don't think it was doubt. I think it was like reluctantly willing to do it to save his friends. Like he was trying well, to do yeah, something. Yeah, just, like, well, that, yeah, that's yeah. why I think that the mirrors work so well because one isn't what he sees; one's what Raz right. sees, yeah. and then he sees Batman. There is no doubt there. Yeah. But right. it's still the idea that it could have gone that way. That's the exterior that he presents. That's yeah. why Raz can see that. So we get the right. Titans uh, coming to save him. They, they decide to, you know, they have the Titans together moment. We're like, all right, you know, hands in the air. We're going to go in and save Damien. Yep. And they actually they show up at the end of the issue when they, they show up and they're like, because Damien gets beat in the trial by combat. He gets stabbed in the back. <laughs> yeah. Well, because he, he kind of turned around like, I'm not doing this. Yeah. And I've seen that in a bunch of you oh, know, martial arts movies. But yeah, because he's, he's you know, winning. Where it's like, don't turn your back. Oh, yeah. you turned your back on him. Yeah, because he's so winning. He's beat, yeah. which was, but he won't yeah. kill her. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, by the way, my favorite panel in this, there's a lot of good ones, actually, because the art's really nice. It's really, as much yeah. as we lost uh, John Boy Myers, uh, who did the first couple, and he was really good, yeah. the, the new artist is also really good and keeps the same style, really colorful, really bright, really expressive. My favorite panel is when they challenge each other to the trial by combat. There's a panel of Raz Agul's face, and he's just like, ah, his, his, his mouth's yeah. open, his eyes are yeah, open. He's yeah. like, I love when the kids play, or something to that effect. Yeah. It's just, oh. Even Grandpa's evil. He's so, he... he's so enthusiastic about killing, it's great. <laughs> he just, he just loves know... this whole thing. Yeah, I want to know who her parent is, because if that's mm. his cousin, you know, like... Well, yeah, that's a good point. Did... Who did who did Roz manipulate into providing another heir? You know, like that that's a backstory I'd like to get. Do, do we know of a, a brother or sister ghoul? Oh, you had you had Talia and uh, in Death of Maidens. She has a sister, but the sister turned on Roz. Uh, I can't remember her name. Do we have though. Nissa in the comics? I think we Nissa. Yeah. yeah, is that what yeah, we're talking yeah. about? Okay, right, cool. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, but I'm sure there's others. That's what I liked about in the resurrection of Ra's al Ghul, that he's got, you know, he's ancient. He's got kids everywhere, kind of like Vandal Savage. Theoretically, yeah. he's got so... kids who are already in their 80s. I mean... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I just, I like ahead, that. Yeah, but he's, I like that he's essentially evil grandpa here, where he's like, yeah, fight for my attention, please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It kind of feels like, eh, you know, I've been a bit bored lately, and... I feel like the kids haven't been bringing me any presents, so I think I'm proved though. It's proved their worth. I'm going to show them how much I love them by making them fight each other to the death. Which, by the way, this fight in, to... in, a, in a cool volcano. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. this fight to the death takes place on this narrow archway that goes over the top of lava in a volcano. It is the most so glad, o- over the top thing ever. Yeah, I'm so glad because that's a Bond villain, and that's who Roz was essentially meant to be. He was yeah. a Bond villain to fight Batman in the 70s. Yeah. So, and that's that's kind of how he feels with the kids as well. Like, oh, he's just getting like he's really excited with about the attention, and that that's mm-hmm. a very Bond villain as well. Yep. But mm. also, doesn't Beast Boy in this issue have that speech about Tim? Yeah, he does. Yeah. That. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was because they all really talk about the, the the doubts and the the stuff. Right. Yeah. So no, no, it's just got a lot about heartwarming. Art's great. Uh, fun stuff for Damien as always, and again that that whole thing when Damien's training before the the fight, 
and he's like talking to himself and this is something they've really been setting up recently in Rebirth is the, the whole idea like we've seen him practicing he's like to me my titans and one of the I think it was yeah. actually a Nightwing yeah. he's so awkward yeah but in, in here he's like talking to himself as he's, he's, he's like just sort of training and warming up and he's like how dare you insult the son of Batman <laughs> it's just it's so Damien like it's it, it's yeah. like he's, he's proper pep talking himself isn't he yeah it's, it's yeah. like it's it's an arrogance, but it's like an arrogance with a, a cheesiness to it that really works. Yeah, I think it's really arrogant. They changes it to "I float like a bat and sting like a scorpion." <laughs> it feels like that's yeah. it's so arrogant that he's like, "No, I'm putting my own take yeah. on this." Yeah, of course. I was gonna say Pete said it's got that cheesiness. I'm like, that's all the time he plays, time he spends playing cheese Viking. Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is why when people say I don't like Damien and they think he's the worst Robin, I will hear none of it. Oh, it's fantastic. So we all know who the worst Robin is. And there's one person here that spent more time reading the worst Robin. Why are you giving me the finger? Preemptive. I I, I knew what was coming. I'm just being preemptive. (laughs) No. Not everything's that I love Red Hood. I said worst Robin, not Red Hood. (laughs) (laughs) I saw that. (laughs) I waited till I looked away before I initiated the button, but unfortunately he caught it in the corner of his (laughs) eye. So, the Titans, it ends with, uh, remind me, because this is another first it's, one. Uh, Robin's defeated, and they all break in. Yeah, oh, he's, he's thrown in a cell, and the, the rest of the Titans come in and say, your friends are here. And well, it's also, too, we, we skipped over where the rest of the Demon's Fist are kind of mad at uh, Damien's cousin's name. Mara. That's right. Mara, yeah. because they kind of, she stole what they believe was rightfully theirs of their defeat of the Teen Titans. Yeah. So they're kind of starting to turn on her, and, and they, it's they, all just based off of Damien. Yeah, they even pondered a little bit. You know, he he was willing to like die to save his friends. Like maybe he is yeah. a better leader than she yeah. is. Yeah. So. So yeah. it's all really good. But it's set up the team. Titans. Set up the team for the next issue for uh, a nice big fight. So that'll be cool. Yep. Uh, the next issue may be the last one on the arc because it's you know issue five. It could be a five issue yeah. thing plus the rebirth. So. Yeah, and obviously the, the lesson just says Titans together. It feels like that could be the end, like that's yeah. them as a team. So, yeah. So they'll, then the next arc comes after. Yeah, they'll fight. They take over the volcano layer. <laughs> the Titans Tower. Yeah. Volcano layer. Maybe, but the, it, it does seem like they'll fight the uh, the Demon's Fist next issue and win, and yep. you know, yeah, get, give Raz the middle finger or whatever they're going to do. Anyway, uh, that'll take us on to Blue Beetle issue five, written by Keith Giffen and Scott Collins, and Scott Collins is also on the art. So, um, I, this might be my favourite issue of Blue Beetle yet. Go on, Connor. This was definitely my favourite issue of Blue Beetle. Well, okay, I'm not going to say that because I I just read two of them back to back, so they're okay. kind of blurring a little bit. So All I right. can't differentiate them quite that neatly. Here, to, here, to say that. Here's why I think this is my favourite one. But are you still reading this, or did you drop this? Uh, this is my last issue. I got to make room, and I'm just not enjoying it. So okay. Okay. I'll listen to you guys talk about it. Yeah. The reason why this is my favourite issue is because my one kind of complaint up until now with Blue Beetle is I've been enjoying it. And it's funny, I think because of this one complaint... Every... Wait, your one complaint's been that you've been enjoying it? No, 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 no. I said, but I've been enjoying it. I said, but I've oh, okay. been enjoying it, right. I missed that. Right. I did too. But the uh, but th- this one complaint, though, I think this is the reason why every month I keep forgetting that I like it, because I always put it off to one of the last books, thinking, oh, I'll, uh, I don't want to read Blue Beetle just now. And then I read it, and as I'm like, wait, no, I really like this. I liked this last month. Why did I think I didn't like this? And this yeah. month, 
because it fixed the problem, I think I've realised what it was. And I, I think I mentioned it before, but I didn't realise how much it was annoying me. Whereas there was too much text. Like, it was so wordy. Yeah. There were so many narration boxes. There were so many speech bubbles. Uh, it was a really dense read. Uh, and this month, it felt like... It's still fairly dense, but, but it's, it's not, not as bad as it was. It's not as not bad. As. I read this one a lot quicker. Yeah. And I liked some of the stuff I read in it, but again, I gotta start making cuts, and this is this is one where I'm not excited to read, like Pete was saying. So, okay. you know. But this was an improvement. I'll give it. Plus the stuff with Blur. I really do like the character of Blur. Mm. Yeah. It, it's it's one of those weird things where before it was dense, but it was a lot. It was mostly because of dialogue, and the dialogue was always good. Uh, yeah, the, the dialogue there was, was just good. a lot of it. There was just too much of it because there was constant. Um, like it would. Be, he would be talking to Ted in his ear constantly as they were fighting, and there'll just be like constant back and forth and the yeah. between those two. And well, it was fun for the most part. It was just so much of it. Whereas I feel like here there was just the right amount of stuff, and mm. it was a really fun, simple plot of issue. You've got this this big guy coming after uh, Jaime's mum. Uh, she's you know doing right. a doctor thing for the the local like you know vigilante superhero the posse. gang, the posse, yeah, yeah them, and. This, this big guy shows up, and the posse members that are there try and help her and try to get her away, and then Jaime sees what's going on, and, and you know, he suits up, Blue Beetle time, and goes in and tries to, to help her. And, you know, we get a cool fight. We get a cool fight out of it. Ted realises what's happened. He goes and gets Jaime's dad, because he realises that he might be a target next. Yep. And it just, it yep. felt like everything was coming together. It felt like, you know, stuff's moving forward. And then, at the end, the, 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 the big guy, his boss, you know, reveal... It seems like it was revealing that was Doctor Fate. Or did I misread that? I was con- I was a little I, confused. I misread it. No, I think yeah, you misread I think it. I think yeah. it was revealing it was someone else from another dimension. Yeah, I wasn't sure because it it was like the, on on the page where he's talking to his master, and the master's got this like type of like font, and he's like speech bubbles. Mm-hmm. And then I turned the page, and we see we have the issue of uh, the page of Doctor Fate flying, and his speech looked kind of similar. Because it was kind of also... I just think it's yeah, it's just tying those two characters together. Right. Okay. Whoever this villain is. Is right. presumably cool. locked away, and yeah. yeah, that's what I got as well. But yeah, that's fair. Did that's it also fair. feel like this sense. guy is a beetle of, of himself? Like he's familiar with the scarab. Oh yeah, because he's familiar with the scarab. He almost takes it off as well. He's he's ta- he's taking it off yeah. a Jaime mid fight, and then like Jaime like manages to sort of get out yeah. of it. Yeah. But it. No, I, I thought this was a really. I like the sort of this villain on a warpath. He's going after that. He's got. He's like a Terminator. He's got his target. He's trying to get mm-hmm. to her, and it's all just to get Jaime out of like hiding and like actually step into the yeah. fight. But uh, a bit Jaime like going. Wait, that's my mom, and he's like he just jumps in. It's like you know superhuman. Oh yeah, it, it unleashes yeah. a rage in him that he's able to control the scarab instead of the scarab controlling him. Mm. And on top of it, that part of the reason why the boss yells at the guy in green. Is like, yo, you got distracted by the scarab. That wasn't your mission. Yeah. You know, and how dare you? So, you know, whoever the big bad is, I'm sure it's someone through Doctor Fate. Yeah, and I feel like his parents are going to find out about everything soon, or at least part yeah. of it, just because of all. You know, I mean, Ted picks yeah. him up into the goddamn ship. You <laughs> know, his dad. Well, it also, I mean, did Dad know about Mom and the posse? Yes. Or, so. It could have been around that too. That yeah, this true. guy was targeting them, and true. and that's how they talk out of it. But yeah, true. I'm just excited because we got the fate stuff coming up next, and I love me some fate. I'm just it, there's not it, a but there's not a button for that, but I'm sure Pete can make a I hate Doctor Fate button. 
<laughs> that that would be almost more offensive to me than the other button. Oh, you know what you have to do now, Pete? We mean this button? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that bloody button. I <laughs> know. Uh, I'll put uh, Doctor Fate is not as good as Red Hood. That'll that'll be the new button. <laughs> that's like a that's a punch right right into the mommy daddy parts. <laughs> Boom! It's a punch right in the left oh, testicle. Oh, you're asking for a stabbing, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's just how violent. He is asking for a stabbing. That is great. Ugh. Yeah, you have to drop the G off both those so it rhymes perfectly. Yeah, asking for yeah. a stabbing. Asking for a stabbing. Exactly. Um, and I, I had a lot of fun with Blue Beetle this month. Uh, obviously, the art's been consistent uh, with Alaska. It's been the same artist the entire time. Scott Allen's yeah, got a consistent. It's, it's style. looked great throughout. And I think it looks but, uh, better here because there's less text over it. Yeah, you can see more of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting though because you can't even say it's necessarily. Uh, or, or Giffen's fault because obviously Collins is is co-storyteller, so he's obviously <laughs> signing off on all this dialogue. What? Yeah, but was he co-storyteller the entire time? I believe so. Was he? Okay. Uh, as far as yeah. I'm aware, they've both always been. Because it doesn't say writers; right, it just says those two are story and then artists. Not in this issue. The... Sure, it does. In this issue, I'm sure it says one's the script and one's the. Uh, I'm... No, I'm looking at it right now. It says they're both script. It says both of them on story, and then splits it to 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 give them for script as well. Yeah, so it okay. still says so he's still signing off on it for all the story stuff. All right, okay. But this was definitely an improvement. I feel like something maybe they've been analyzing their own work and they've been saying, "Look, right, what's wrong? What you know?" As as all artists should do, to be honest, movie makers, yeah, writers of any kind, like you should always go look back at your own work and say, "Okay, what can I do better." And, and they're gonna they're gonna put out the issue, and it's gonna like it's gonna come out, and they go, all right, okay, what can we refine? You know, it, it's just naturally gonna get that way. Most series, I think, tend to yeah. until they go too far. So yeah, I, I think maybe next month I I won't forget that I like Blue Beetle. <laughs> That'd be a nice change. Because I always I, I, I know I like Blue Beetle. Because I've done That'd it for like four months in a row, where I'm like, oh, I, I put this off because I I don't think it's as important as the other ones, and then I, I start reading it, and I go, oh yeah, I do really like this. Why 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 did I think that? <laughs> I'm still working my way through the the old run from from Giffen. I've not read it um, yet, but it's it's very similar tonally, mm. like that kind of fun, upbeat stuff. It, it's 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 maybe not amazing, like, like you wouldn't put it up there with the best of the best stuff, but it's a lot of fun, which is kind of what I feel about this book as well. I wouldn't put it up there with Red Hood. Aye, of course. Okay. One, of, one of them one of them is going on a fire. One of them is going on my shelf. You, you know, you're letting us make the decision which one that is. I'm just letting you know this. Yeah, you've left that open but, to interpretation. Well, well, no, but to be fair, at the end of the last issue of Red Hood, I said, I want to burn this. To a CD. So you can have it forever. Yeah. I want to burn it on a fire. I want to get a lighter and hold it there and hold the issue as it burns in my hand. Given that you read it digitally, this ash. is a really weird thing. Is what it? a... Well, no, this is what I mean. When when we last did Red Hood, I said, "Oh, I, I almost wish I had it physically so I could burn it." Can we move on? We can, yeah. Yeah. I, I, All right, I, cool. I, I agree with that sentiment. Uh, that takes. I just, on... I just get impassioned about burning Red Hood. I'm sorry. <sighs> to a CD, so you can have it forever. <sighs> <laughs> that takes on was... to. Look at him. He's interrupting me twice. <laughs> I've tried this sentence. So, what's next? 
That will take us on to Batman Beyond issue four. Dan Jorgens writing and Pete Woods on art, and eh, eh, that was a fun issue. Uh, obviously, last last month Dana realised that it was uh, Terry and Joker. <laughs> And yeah. now she's mad about it, even though they're having acid shot at them. Yeah, she's mad about jokers. it. It's like, you've been lying about this whole time. Yeah. And then his brother shows up and he's like, hey, Terry, bat suit. And she's like, wait, yeah. what? You're, you're, you're Batman? Bats it on it too? Yeah. <laughs> you've been lying, lying yeah. to me for all these years? He's like, yeah, I know. I don't want you to find out this way. But you know what? I need to save your life right now. So how about we shut up and you let me do that? Yep. Mm. Get the new bat suit. Except the red eyes. Um, Which I like for the most part. Yeah, it's fine. And then we also got Terminal, who is completely uh, revealed that he's just playing the Jokers as fools. So I'm sure yeah. that's going to end out well for him. Yeah, he, he, he takes... Because we found out in the last issue that the, the guy who he's claiming is the Joker is actually Bruce Wayne, who is sedated to yep. be uh, unconscious. And yep. he takes him... And I like a helicopter at the end of the issue and flies off, and it's you know Terry. I want to say Batman. Yeah, it feels real to call him Batman because he's it's, ba- it's you know, Terry McGinnis. Yeah, you know. but Terry and the others go in and they, they realize, wait a minute, why, why did it have Bruce Wayne's fingerprint here? And then they realize, like the, the end of the issue is them realizing, oh crap, that's not the Joker, yep. that's Bruce Wayne, which is actually right. set up very nicely in the issue because during the fight earlier on. In his narration, Terry's talking about how this is harder because Bruce isn't here to talk him through it. He's not in his ear telling him yeah. what he should do and watch your back and yeah, yeah. And he even like implies that he misses being told he's an idiot for doing this wrong yep. or whatever. And yeah. I, I thought that was a nice touch, and it set up nicely because we we learned in the last issue. This is different from the Flash, where knowing from the last yeah. issue helped it because we we're like, oh man, we know he's we know Bruce is here. He's, he's out there, yep. and we will get him back, but Terry doesn't, and that, you know, it's just, yep. it worked quite, quite well. So. It's really good. And also, when when Dana finds out that even Max knows, she's yeah. just kind of like, all this chaos is going on. She's like, and even she knows this is, thanks, Terry. You know, it's kind of nice when you were dead. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah another, I, I like this book a lot. Like, this one's, for me, even though it's monthly, and it's going to get the, the dollar spike, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make room for it, because I do enjoy reading it. So it's, it's funny. This has almost been one of the first ones that I do. I would drop. drop if I had to drop something on week four, just purely because it's separate yeah. from everything else and it's not in continuity. Yeah. It's you know, it's its own thing. It's probably gonna read better in, in trade, but it's it's my monthly dose of probably my favorite version of Batman. I'm like McGinnis. I'm liking it more as it goes on. though. I feel like as it goes on, I'm getting to know the the supporting cast better, yeah. and the story of him getting this. Because there was like two issues there where he was just yeah. dressed as a Joker. <laughs> it was kind of weird. Right. Well, it was great as matches Malone's son, which is also a which was also good a nice things. touch. Yeah, just again Jurgens telling stories, doing what the dude does. Yeah, I think it's solid. I, I I think if you don't care about Batman Beyond, you won't get anything out of it. But if you yeah, that's why I didn't. Yeah. So have you not seen Return of the Joker, Connor? I've seen that. I've seen like a handful of episodes, but I've not watched it properly, so okay. I didn't really. I, I don't really care about it to that extent. Hmm. I will say, just on the art, I did like the suit for the most part. The only time I didn't, there was a panel towards. It was a good big panel. It was like half a page towards the end. Maybe even the last page actually. Now I'm thinking about it. I think it was. I mean, he's he's shocked at the revelation that it's Bruce Wayne. And the yeah. angle and the way that it's sort of like angled up the way at him. And I've seen that as if it's a camera, but you know what I mean. 
Right. Uh, his proportions look really weird, and it really accents all the extra red that's on the suit now. Yeah. But when he was fighting, I thought the suit looked really cool. That's good, yeah. I also like how all the stuff's in the same pockets, but like the explosives are smaller oh, yeah. and pill size. Yeah, it's, it's like, wait, <laughs> it's like are, are these pills, or did he just shrink the concussion grenades down? Right. Well, there's only one way to find out, and he throws throws them, and it turns out to be a concussion grenade. It's like, oh, I'm glad I didn't try yeah. and swallow it. <laughs> yeah. So, that's yeah. pretty good. Nah, it's yeah. just, super enjoyable. It's, it's solid, yeah, it's enjoyable. It's uh, never the highlight of the week. It's never the one that I'm looking forward to the most, but it's always dependable, so... And it also reads really quick. Like you're talking about the Flash. Mm. This one, like, I got to the end of it, I was like, oh, that's it? Oh man. Yeah. So, Feels a little pulpy, I'd say. Mm-hmm. So. We all know I love pulp. You do love pulp. Do you like pulping your orange just though? Sometimes. Not all the time. Oh, Depends. God, no. Uh, uh, I don't, I don't I like it. to chew my orange juice. No, no, no. You would. That's, that's all the good bits. Ugh. You can't just drink the juice of his relatives. He has to, like, eat the flesh floating in it. I don't even know. of his relatives. For the audio listeners who have never seen uh, what Connor looks like, he has ginger hair. I just want to put that in perspective. I, I'm, just, I'm just saying, typically I hear that more about carrots than oranges. <clears throat> yeah, than oranges. That's first. No, my favourite one is gingerbread men and cannibalism, but, I mean... Yeah. But I've used that a few times. I I seen an opportunity there. I, I swung. I, I think With I hit. Orange. Maybe it wasn't a home run, but I th- I think I, I at least got a first base on that. If Connor was a super villain, his name would be Mister Citrus now. So <laughs> that's my new nickname. Do I only get Do I only get Mister? That's. I'm a little bit offended. Mister Mister and Citrus just flow together. You don't want to be Doctor Citrus. How about Corporal Citrus? That's yeah. not bad. Sergeant Citrus. And then, oh, he's a maybe. Uh, he's not actually got a sister, but I say he had a sister. It'd be Sister Citrus would be his female sidekick. Yeah, not bad. And then right. the, the team would be the Gingers. <laughs> Real inventive there. Yeah. Hey, sometimes simple works best. Anyway, that'll take us on to Deathstroke issue eleven. Christopher Priest writing and Denny's. Cohen on art, and this is a. Uh... Why are you looking at me funny, Matt? Well, also, you'd be uh, Bill Sinkiewicz, I think that's how you say it, did the inks, which that was pretty. It's pretty big. Uh, it's a pretty big name in art. Yeah. So, so interesting. Sinkiewicz. Thank you. There you go. I have uh, to look at it to say it properly, and I don't have it in front of me. This is uh, different than usual because I actually read this issue because, as I said at the start of the yeah. show, both these guys insisted that I read this issue. It's a standalone story set in Chicago. It's about gun violence and it follows a reporter, uh, Jack Ryder. Yeah, thank you. Jack Ryder is investigating because there's all these stories of basically all, all these like uh, moms of various like kids who have been fallen victim to gun crime and gun shootings have uh, pulled all their money together to pay for Deathstroke to come and kill the, the perpetrators. Yep. Just like, like, before we go too far into this, mm-hmm. this was yeah. obviously written because Chicago has this, this massive gun problem. Matt, Matt, you're Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. That Christ. one came in loud. Continue. Yeah, you sorry. Um, so yeah, it's been a lot in the news over the last few months. But it's even more poignant now than when it was written because just this week 
there was six shot dead at a gun death memorial in Chicago. Yeah. I think that was that. That might have been on Wednesday, actually. Or, or... that's yeah. I've yeah. seen that in news a few days ago. Yeah. yeah, it's just so so strange that that's happening the, the the week that this is coming out and discussing this very problem. Yeah, this is about to be a heavy discussion. Uh, so warning. So. First, first of all, it's a, it's a really good issue. I, I mean, I've not been reading Destro because I don't really care about the character all that much, and the, it was so, told so out of order. It was I was finding it hard to follow uh, the first issue I, I read of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is very standalone. It works very well. But one of the things I like about this is the Deathstroke, even more so because the twist at the end, of course, is that the Deathstroke we've been seeing most of the issue isn't actually Deathstroke, but no. even even throughout the issue, he's played uh-huh. as this like phantom. Who's there in the yeah. night? Like the, the cops talking about, oh no, there's no death stroke. It's, this isn't real. What are you talking about? Yeah. And like the the whoever's when it turns out, you know, he's doing it. He's not using guns, even though Deathstroke has no problem using a gun. The idea is that he's using blades and other methods as a point. Yeah, sending the message yeah. of, the, exactly. of the against guns. In and this so we, we have a lot of uh, Raider talking to the cops, investigating, you know, various shootings because uh, yeah. it opens with this shooting, or the, at least the crime scene of this shooting, where. Mm-hmm. A, a woman opened fire on two men who she was claiming were coming towards her in a car that had broken down to rape her. Uh, but yep. it turns out, of course, that and when she, when she shot at them, she missed them and hit a kid on a bike. Yep. Uh, but then when the cop sort of deducts it out and he's like, wait, this can't be right. The two guys have, make sense. have stuff in their car that says they're mechanics. They were trying to help. And the kids she shot, this was like two in the morning or something, you know, a, a late time she at night. She a bike. Yeah, why is he riding a bike? And it became clear, no, he was selling drugs and she was here to buy drugs from the kid. And, you know, right. she... Well, because she's in a, in a Tesla sports yeah. car in this bad neighborhood at two in the morning. Why did she break down? Why? So... Yeah. And, yeah, so Ryder starts pulling on these threads now and he talks with the, the families that might have hired Deathstroke and he's along with the, the police captain and this, this reverend's also there giving talking yeah. points and he's at the crime scene as well stroke. yeah and then, so you get this philosophical debate between the three of them and the cops like this hard well, actually, guy before we get to that i just want to go back to the the, mm-hmm. the, the first crime scene i, I just i want yeah. to mention that even right from the get-go the whole idea that she's pulled out a gun and sh- tried to shoot two men yeah f- when they're actually coming to help her i mean right away you're getting really topical you right. know pull out your yeah. gun and shoot first and ask questions later well, and they even they they mention that in as they're discussing it, is yeah, she has a conceal and carry permit, but she doesn't train with the gun, so she's even more dangerous because she's not trained with it, and and because of that, that's why this kid got killed, and yeah. you know, it's just more more weapons violence trying to prevent other violence. Which I think yeah. is about the time when all the mums in the room pull out what they're packing. And yeah, they, yeah. They and, and then guns. comes the debate of should we hire Deathstroke, and, and right. is that a good thing? Yeah, because right. some of the points brought up is that, okay, it's violence for more violence, guns for more guns, it right. just leads to worse things. But then the other point that's brought up is that, well, you've, you've paid a man, because these, these mums, at least I think they're either mostly or all black, and yeah. the kid that was shot was black at the start, and this is obviously another big p- p- part of this is uh, yeah. what's going on right now is a lot of black people have been shot. And he's like, well, you've paid a man who's, as far as we know, is white, because I don't think it's public knowledge uh-huh. what this necessarily looks no. like. And no, they just assume because yeah. that's how it kind of goes, isn't it? Yeah, 
which is a problem in and of itself. But well, yeah, you, yeah, but right? it's, yeah. Even, even, it's it's saying that even these these black people here have the same assumption. Yeah, right. And so you've hired someone who's white, probably who's going around killing all of these gang members who are, are responsible for your kids' deaths, who are all black. But these gang members are also all black. You know, if if news came on a story of a white cop or even just a random white person was going around shooting all these gang members, there would be, you know, upheaval, controversy. controversy. This is racial-fueled attacks. And the the, the mother disputes it. She says, no, no, if if someone shot these specific people, I would be throwing them a parade or whatever the line was. I'd bake them a cake. Bake them a cake. Yeah, if, if the person that killed... So if anybody kills the person that killed my baby... I'd bake him a cake. Yeah. And that just gets down to, again, violence. Violence be getting more violent. Yeah. And, and, but, and that leads into yeah. then, uh, the couple the says, yeah, but what about the people that Deathstroke's killing? What about all their moms? Now you've got a new group right. formed. And yep. it's just yeah. the people who are in your, the same situation as you now. Violence yep. breeding violence. Is, I mean, it's kind of the, the main crux of the issue. The main, the main point of the issue. Uh it's very well told. I thought the art was really good. It gave it a very nice moody feeling to it. It oh, maybe lost. Art. Sorry. I saw. Yeah, the art yeah. throughout. Art's very yeah. good. Pages feels very great. Even people just standing around. Yeah, it feels impactful. Like yes. when they're standing around and having the talks. Like yeah, it's, it's got feeling, hasn't it? It's got mood. Exactly. It all, it's it's mm-hmm. even if it is just stood there in a room discussing. Yeah. It's yep. always engrossing just to look at. The only time the issue kind of lost me is when it goes a bit more comic booky and Jack Ryder yep. turns into uh, what's the, creeper. the Creeper. creeper. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which we know from the cover, which I didn't yeah. know when this was you know, solicited that the Creeper was going to have yeah. a part in it. So I was surprised by that. Not that. But it was what I thought it was going to be. Not that I have him. a problem with this kind of stuff, obviously. It just it felt a little oh. bit out of place in this issue. But up until this point, it's been really hard. And do I know, it gets back to that. The, the point it makes yeah. after this also very strong. It's just... Oh, I'll be it's... honest, it almost feels like Editorial went, can we can we have a little bit of a lighter selling point on this as well, yeah. please? Mm, yeah, because it's not such a... It makes sense, though, too, is that, is that Jack Ryder is this, this TV newsman that in certain stories he's become kind of like a TMZ kind of guy. That's only about the tabloid, and now this is turning him back into like a, a legitimate reporter that's tracking this type of stuff down. So I thought that it also built up the Jack Ryder character, and I thought he was used well. And you kind of can't bring Jack Ryder in without the Creeper. Like, although yeah. I think if they had hinted hinted at him becoming the Creeper instead of actually showing it, it would have been probably better. I, I think the do? problem was maybe just the colors because he yeah. stands out so much. Yeah, he's bright green. Yeah, it stands out. But of course, the twisted issue is is that it's actually the Reverend who we've been seeing throughout the issue who's taken yeah. matters into his own hands. He's been dressing his death stroke, and at the end of the issue, Jack Ryder comes to the his church, and we yep. see the Reverend's like lying there with a gunshot in his head, and the real death stroke standing there. That's Slade. And he's like, "Did you have to kill him?" He's like, "Yeah, he was diluting the brand," which a very cynical uh, response from such a slate line in this. Yeah, but the, but the, the the final thing is very important because Jack starts questioning him about the violence and the guns. He's yeah. like, "What well, you know?" And his death strokes walking out. The last thing in the issue is he says to him, "What what do we do to solve?" Uh, yeah, what's, what's your solution to Chicago's gun violence? Yeah, and Slade turns around and says, "Better aim," and that's the end of the issue. It's a very cynical. Yeah, I mean. 
it's not. I mean, it's, there's an accuracy in it. It's like, well, sure, if people had pinpoint aim, it would solve some things, but not. It's it, yeah. it wouldn't. It would have in this specific scenario. Yeah. yeah, the kid wouldn't have got shot, but you still would have had two other guys killed. Yeah. Right. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. that's and they would have been goes back to the cop at the end. That's like, you know, I'm not allowed to smoke on duty, but you know, just anybody can go get a gun. I have to follow the rules. Nobody else does. Yeah, and so it goes into this big, not circular, but like it, it, just it it's, a, of... it's a quagmire, you know. Like there's not one solution to anything. Yeah, it ends with essentially saying, "Going, well, this is my my solution," but yep. the, the the issue as a whole says there isn't one, or we don't right. know what it is yet. There isn't an easy solution. That's the point. That's why it's such an ongoing problem. Yeah, it's. It, it now, comes... Did you guys have it, it, any it, inkling that it was the Reverend? Because I didn't. I went back and skimmed through it twice. Nah. So I thought nah. that reveal, not that it was out of left field, but I thought it was a nice, nicely it, it, like, handled. It made sense once it had been mm-hmm. told. I was like, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, I buy it. it. There was nothing that told me that this would have been weird right. or didn't work. Because it, it, it's brought up a couple of times that to, even if all these mums did all these different things, it wouldn't actually be enough to afford Deathstroke. Deathstroke costs millions, and yeah, you know, yeah. so it, it, the stuff's there seeded to say that it's not actually him. But actually, yeah. I, I like how fake Deathstroke's used in this, though. Mm-hmm. He, he is just this silent thing. He doesn't speak. He just shows up. He does the kills from the shadows, and he's this myth. And I like that throughout. He's, he's very much my he's a kind of movie villain. Yeah, yeah. Which, which is why I like the problem. In this one, yeah. he he truly is Deathstroke the Terminator. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Terminator. Was, yeah, very good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah. he's the I Terminator. Just, as much as I'm enjoying the series, I wish more of it was this straightforward as this. I agree. Even though there's that quagmire of the philosophic, like philosophically speaking, of the gun debate, right? Well, yeah, that's well, not straightforward. But the story itself is. Well, yeah, that's the and thing. We don't get that a lot in. Well, no, Matt, this to com- of- Matt, to compare it to the the rest, well, at least what I read of the book and what it sounds like from what you've yeah. said, the rest of it. Yeah. The morals here, the meaning behind the story is complex as shit. It's more complex than probably anything he's done, but the the actual writing is straightforward, and because of that... Uh, uh, Yeah, so so you can focus on the message, isn't it? It doesn't want want any of that overshadowed. It wants you to go, no, this is the problem. Have a think about it. Don't worry about the story. Enjoy the story, because that's the vehicle for this, but we don't want you to think too hard about about Mm. how to understand it. See, and I like that Priest is able to shift gears like that to tell the story, to take yeah. a break from what we have been doing, to do something different, but also that has a purpose. Yeah. It's just a fantastic issue, though, isn't it? So it was. That is Pete, were you good. glad that you read it? Yes. And I didn't think I would, even after you both said you need to read it, I didn't think I would like it that much. Mm. But it was good. Yeah, it was so, good because it was different from the other issue yeah. I'd read. It was, and like uh, me and Matt are both very much enjoying the the main run in general. But this so I know it does feel on. special, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, yes. It does feel like this is no, this is someone else. This is Priest going. I want to tell. I want to talk about this issue right now. I'm going to do it here. Yeah, it's kind of like the other when bit did feels the like traveling heroes. But it is, it's 70s. funny because you, you use Deathstroke in this story. You you do this in a Deathstroke book where Deathstroke is kind of this almost this fantasy of just killing whoever you want and to solve your issues. And that's kind of the point of this issue, yep. is that's not the solution. No. Yeah. It's not. Like, the violence isn't the thing. He's a comic book character. Uh, and, you know, the, the, the guy who does faking Deathstroke, he, you know, he ends up dead. 
and watch. And if, if it wasn't Deathstroke, that, that, that it Violence was going to be. Gets violence. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. someone else. It was going to be someone else who's going to show him. So I it think, works really well for all those things. Yeah, so. I don't, I don't proselytize a lot of comics. I go out and get this, but I do. This is the one that I have been telling people that normally wouldn't read Deathstroke. Like, yeah, go, go check it out, read it. It's worth your time, a hundred percent. And I know uh, Priest obviously has a reputation for being political in the past, and we haven't yeah. really seen that on Deathstroke up till now. But now I really want to see him do more. Not like, like obviously let him tell his story as well. Yeah. But every so often, when he has something he wants to say, I hope uh, DC editorial lets him just say yep. it. I'll, I'll be honest. I, I kind of want him to do a book now that's got nothing to do with any superheroes. I just want him to do. Let, you know what? Well, let him do Gotham Central. Re- relaunch yeah. it with him. Yeah. Give him some cop characters, wherever he wants. Let him do that. I'll read the shit out of it. Because yeah. I, I really like this issue. Or, or even him, if you want to give it more comic, give him the Spectre and let him get into that. Yeah. that oh, that philosophical b- debate there. Yeah. yeah. yeah I work. feel like he'd boss that. That could yeah. work. Um, yeah, give him any, or even someone who's a detective. You could do it with a, a, a detective-like character, I suppose. Question. Detective Chimp. Question. <laughs> Chimp. <laughs> I feel like much like I had a problem with uh, the you know, the glowing green monster in this. I, f- I feel like Detective Chip will also undermine some of the messages uh, he's maybe trying to convey. Yeah. I feel like the question would work in a very similar way to how this issue is presented. Yeah, yeah. Like, it would just be you'd, would follow it from his perspective more. Yeah, yeah. I I agree with that. So next up is the Odyssey of the Amazons issue one, written by Kevin Griveau and art by Ryan Benjamin. Confession time. Yeah. I never finished this. <laughs> oh, man. Such a dick. I, I did, and it wasn't what I was expecting. I will agree it wasn't what I was expecting, but especially by the end, finished. I was really into it. I, I made the choice not to finish it because I, I, I started reading the... When I was kind of sleepy, I read half of it, and I realised I was kind of passing out, so I just I put it aside, fine, went to bed. And it was today, I, I, I picked it back up, and I thought, right, I'm going to going to finish this book. I've read everything else. So I just need to finish Odyssey of the Amazons. And I took a look at the page I was on. And I was like, I have no idea who any of these characters are. I'm going to have to start this again. And then I went, I really <laughs> oh. don't want to. <laughs> so I just put it down. And that's not to say that I think it's terrible, a terrible comic. It's just the thought of having that, it. Read that the- might be the first thing since Rebirth started and we started doing this that you've gone, no, I can't finish this. Yeah. yeah, and part of it was having to reread the first half again, and I know I like, I didn't like it enough. I knew I didn't like it enough to want to read I, it again. I definitely say reading it when you're tired, bad idea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's one of those things. I can't say a lot of it because obviously you guys finished it, so I'll let you sort of carry the the main conversation. But I just as soon as I looked at the first page and I seen the the font of the narration and the way it was written and the sort of the the old time speak to give it that kind of yeah. that kind of feel to yeah. it, you know. Uh, as soon as I seen that, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I. Mm, this is a, going to be a shorty read, I think, and it k- kind of was because partly that mixed with the fact that I didn't really know who any of the characters were. Yeah. Uh, just it made it Either a bit of a short to get through for me. Outside uh, of Hesia, who we've seen, we've seen yeah, Hesia in yeah. in One Woman, but everyone else stuff. is new, and I'm still. I mean, I'm going to keep reading it. Um, but yeah, like what Pete's saying, it was super dense. It's hard to keep everybody straight because they don't get 
proper introductions. Because yeah, they throw yeah. Out, it's a team of like what four or five characters they throw at you right away. Oh, there's more. Yeah, there's yeah, yeah. over the course and, of the issue, there's like eight of them. That really? Oh, right. Okay. You know. Jeez. Yeah, and obviously yeah. the problem is they're not common names. They're not names no. that you would know to even say. You have to like you have to look at them. They're highlighted for a good reason, just so you go, nope, this one's a name. And that that makes it harder to remember who's who. Yeah, but what I do like is it's building this idea of the Amazons long, long ago. That well, if it's an island of of nothing but women, and Hippolyta is the only one that can create a baby out of clay, where, the where do the rest of them, of them from? come from? And so this is their mission: is they come out to man's world during you know I don't even know what era it is. It's it's long ago in the past. You know, where it's... Yeah, I don't think it's dated, is it? No. I, I got the impression it was like maybe like fourteen to sixteen hundreds. Yeah. But yeah, who knows? Around that time. And they go out to these different cultures and find essentially Amazons. These women that are immortal, which I'm sure there's more to that. You know, they're great in combat and they yeah. it's their mission to bring them back. It was almost yeah. like a yeah. Era. It's like there's a select chosen few well, they yeah. just throughout the world that they find, and I, I guess my only the, the interesting thing to me is okay, why did that stop, or is did it stop? Yeah. Is there still technically people being born who are immortal and are yeah. Amazons? It feels like at some point in the past, before this, Amazons were were more integrated with the world, and they had yeah. children, and these are descendants that yeah. uh, they well, they I inherit mean, more of the Amazonian traits enough yeah, that they are immortal. You look into the myths and legends of of Amazons, and they're this warrior tribe of women. That you know that live far enough from from Greece that they're, you know that she interacts with Hercules, you know Hippolyta does and all of that. Yeah. So so yeah, so I can see that's where it comes from, and then they get whisked away to Themyscira and and all this other. But you know that's just basically it, and you get to know you get to know the rest of the girls there, and I can't remember any of their names though because there's so many of them. I remember yeah, Lita. And I remember Hesia. The rest of the names are there because they're long and, and different. Yeah. That it's hard to keep them all straight. It is, and and obviously because they're all from different countries and cultures, they're yeah. not even all one style of name like you would typically no. get where where you have these are from this country, so the names are all kind of similar. <laughs> yeah. Like they, they have a although style. it does give it a dirty dozen kind of feel to it that each one of them has a specialty. Like there's a samurai, mm. Amazon. And there's a Aztec Amazon from you know uh, Mexico. Yeah, yeah you got the, the, the African one that's, yeah. that's coming in this one. So, but as as they're getting ready to head off onto the next place, and there's a little bit of dissension because a lot of them feel like they just want to go home, and Hesse is kind of like, well, no, no, if you know, we got to bring our sisters home. This is our mission from Queen Apollonia. And they're all kind of like, well, I think you just like being out in this world, so let's go home first. And as they're having this debate, the Jotuns attack. Yeah. And take a big group of them uh, back back to the Norse countries. Yeah, and yeah. then what was really cool, it's, it's uh, the Fates pop-up. Yeah, the Norns. Yeah. Fates, Norns, whatever you want to call them. And... and- Go ahead, Connor. I was going to say, they, they give them the, their advice. They like they, they do the typical fates thing where they pop up, be very cryptic, and be like, oh, the, this is 
what you should probably do, but it's never going to turn out exactly what how you interpret it because that's that's their thing. Mm-hmm. And they give them this little amulet that'll direct them to their friends. And right. it's like, right, go get them. And so, off to the sea. Yeah, now they're on their way to to the Viking lands, which excites me more. And yeah. so, so do you think that they're going to run into the Valkyrie, or do you think that the legend of the Valkyrie comes from the Amazons? Because you have all these warrior women now. Yeah, I feel it's more likely battle. that. Because that's where I was thinking that they're going to meet the Valkyrie, and you know, and and the Valkyrie instill things into their culture, and they instill into the Valkyries. But now I'm kind of thinking that now this Odyssey, the ones that kind of want to stay out are going to become, you know, the yeah. shield maidens that we, we've we heard of in history yeah. and whatnot. That'd kind of be cool either way. Yeah. But I think maybe it's more like um, the way they're going around and collecting them from from other cultures. Yeah. They'll get to these and they'll be Amazons in, in the sense that right. they would have collected them, but they'll refuse and they'll go, no, this is our homeland. We yeah. have Valkyries. Yeah, exactly. That's either way. I am excited for that. Cause yeah, we all know and, where my leanings go. Yeah. Honestly, I'm not surprised at all that Pete didn't like this because it says yeah. very much plays like a fantasy epic. It does. Mm. It's and, a fantasy epic where I couldn't get a grasp on the characters very quickly. Yeah. I feel like I, you get to know them a bit more as well, especially that scene on the beach just before a bunch of them yeah. get taken. Like you, you yeah, really but start to learn a bit. They throw them at you so fast, and there's yeah. so much going on. I get that. Once I no, got halfway through it, I was like, oh yeah, Pete, Pete's not going to like this. It, 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 this is the sort style. of thing where even if you go to like Game of Thrones, yeah, that I, I, first I, I, episode, it's like name, name, name. This is exactly place. what I was about to bring up. Is it, it feels kind of like that because I don't like Game of Thrones. I I watched a season and a half of Game of Thrones, and I'm like, I just. Too many characters. It's the same. It was a problem then as well. Don't get me wrong. Like there is a lot to just digest at first, but I feel usually as long as they develop them, I'm okay after that. And this this feels like that. It has that start of oh, there's a lot going on, but they always throw you in right in the middle of all the stuff, all these characters. It's kind of how most fancy epics play. So I'm kind of down for it. Even though it is, it makes it maybe perhaps a bit more awkward in this first issue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love I love the art though. I think it looks great. Yeah, art looked great. Yeah, they all look different enough, so that that helps too. I'm trying to keep them straight. Yeah. So you look at them, and go, oh yeah, that one. So kind of like in in Game of Thrones, where I know people that still don't know we're six going on seven seasons in, but you and look they at call them. them. Yeah. Yeah. They. Oh, the, the, the dwarf guy, and oh, the blonde lady. And, yeah. So you can yeah. kind of look at, at these characters and go, oh, she's the samurai one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And uh, just say, uh, I love the design for the Jotuns. Yeah. It's just Oh, so they look cool. like trolls. They look yeah, like, yeah. you know, and they are gigantic, so that helps. Yeah. I love seeing one mid-transformation with all the feathers turning into his arm. Yeah. Uh, it looks great. But I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I think it's definitely different to what I was expecting. Uh, like, like we said at the start, I think we were expecting yep. a bit more um, straightforward. I was thinking swashbuckling adventure. Yeah. You know, let's but instead see how the Valkyries and fight them, and it's not. It's an epic. It is an epic. It, it's yep. very much playing into those old myths. And it feels actually quite like Norse legends in that in that it sense. It does. 
Um, but obviously incorporating a lot of the Greek mythology into that and presumably other places as well because of this diverse cast. Well, I'm, I'm, they made a big point at the Aztec Amazon yeah. and how her culture sacrifices. And I'm sure once they get up there, knowing what I know about the Norse cultures, she'll fit in right well. Definitely. It's like obviously they're incorporating details from these other mythologies, but the the actual narrative structure of it and the, the feeling feels like the Norse mythology stuff. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I'm I'm down for that because it, it says to a point Lord of the Rings is even based on the, those North Norse. Well, uh, so. yeah, not, not yet. And the Vulcan saga. Yeah, exactly. But but yeah. structurally, it's kind of getting in that range, and yes, <laughs> we're like killing Pete, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> I was uh, just uh, messing with the cat. That's all. Oh, gotcha. I thought I thought you were getting sick. No, no. Cast it. <laughs> it kind of looked like he was just yawning and really bored of what we were saying, so it's like, I'm going to go away for this. No, that, that's Menace is uh, at my feet doing various I'm cat things. Yeah. yeah, I shut my door so mine can't bite me in the feet mid-sentence anymore, so we're good. So, so I'm not just... a dick and don't own a cat. Yeah. <laughs> you done with the Odyssey of the Amazon? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're good. Was... Corner and, and, it was cool. Head home. Yeah, unfor- unfortunately, this is becoming an epic. Yeah, unfortunately, we don't have to. Uh, well, uh, sorry. Unfortunately, we have to listen to Connor talk for another good. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'll keep him brief. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Okay. All right. First up, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps issue thirteen. Robert Vendetti writing and V. Kenneth Marion on art. Yeah, this was actually a really interesting issue because the whole thing is set sixty years in the future on Zuda. And it's these grandparents telling the grandkids a story of what happened in the last arc when Starro came and, you know, and that stuff happened. And it was just their perspective and how they were a child when it happened and how they felt when the, the Green Lantern Corps showed up and, and what it represented. And then it, it showed, it flashed forward a little bit and, it turns out that that she is a green light as well. Like this, obviously, because we have Tama too. Tama Ray is from this planet, mm-hmm. and it's she's there as well now. And there's there's three big statues of them all, like in in the the town square. And uh, it's pretty cool in that aspect. It, it kind of treats the Green Lantern mythology as a as a legend. To to go back to what we were just saying, really, mm-hmm. where a lot of it is just how these regular people hadn't even heard of the, the Green Lantern Corps, but then. They show up and save them, and and the impact that they have on these ordinary people's lives, and how it inspired her, essentially to to not be afraid anymore, and eventually become a Green Lantern. Yeah. Again, I but, like what I'm hearing, but then I remember that I'd have to read Robert Venditti's writing, and it makes me not want to read it. Yeah, this this issue teases a lot of stuff as well. Like there's. Um, one of these Zudarians as a as a Sinestro core member. And... Well, we saw that one before. That that popped up in John's run. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's kind of. It feels like oh, it's from the past, but then it it talks about threats coming back and stuff like that. Yeah. So it all feels cool. very circular. Um, there's a big massive splash page of um, it says there are armies incomprehensible is the is the only caption on the page, and it's all these Green Lantern rings. Mm-hmm. But instead of the the lantern symbol on the ring, it's just a cross. Well, that's not good. Yeah, and it's just tons of them just flying out into space. 
That's oh. like the whole page. It's a big double page spread that's just that. What was the caption again? It says, um, there are armies incomprehensible. This is in the middle of a big speech about how uh, threats old and forgotten worm their way back. Uh, threats new and fearsome arise to claim their stake. And then it says, there are armies incomprehensible. Hmm. And, and then even great battles for the fate of existence itself. And a lot of it is, is referencing past events you've got uh, the war of light is in there and you know all sorts but uh, a lot of it because obviously this is set 60 years in the future a lot of it feels like oh here's some some teases of things to expect Um, coming up yeah yeah and also reminds me that tomar ray was in his sectors where krypton was and that dude fell asleep on the job he didn't even try to help (laughs) any kryptonians get off the planet yeah yes somar lay i don't know I said Ray because you said Tamar Ray is just the one E, isn't it? Tamar Ray, yeah. Yeah, so Tamar Ray is is this new one. Oh. And cool. it's it's a really nice issue. It's kind of very standalone and just her town story about why the Green Lanterns are, are, yeah, why they matter, why they're great. And that's kind of it, but that's nice. Cool. Sudarians. Right. Thin headed yeah. beat guys. They're. In case yeah. people don't recognise them. Yeah. It's the ones. Yeah. Alright, I guess that'll take you on to Suicide Squad issue 10. Rob Williams and Simon Spurrier writing and uh, Giuseppe? Um, yeah. Sure. Giuseppe Cafaro on art. Sure. They keep me on my toes with these names. Like They really do. I will say I really like the art. Um, this this is uh, I mentioned it back when we talked about the event. This is Rustum going after Amanda Waller's kid, basically. Is the setup, and it's her reaction to that. How does she deal with it? So it's pretty much a, a Waller issue. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's it's very much delving into her psyche. It talks about how who she's lost, her husband and other kids that that she's lost. But you have this great imagery of Rustum with his fire sword just slashing through stuff, and it looks great. He's got a fire sword, so it's cool. Well, no, no, but it's the it's the way it's actually utilized in motion that makes it look really good in the art in in this style. But overall, it's kind of underwhelming as an issue. It's like it, it's fine, but you know, you had those teases. This was in with amongst all those teases in the event book and. I feel like, eh, okay, kind of glad this one's over with. I'm pretty sure that was just there so that they all had something, and they just wrote yeah. an issue about it so that I know, I know. Like, I don't think this is an indication of how the you know the big ones, the society, no, and the no, legion, not, are but it almost it. feels like, oh, I wish they'd just not even bothered with it on there and just had a panel for something else or made one of the other panels bigger or something like that. It, it kind of feels wasted in that sense. They should just shown a, a, a panel of them eating a sandwich, and that way, yeah, yeah, a sandwich. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I feel like we got all of what we needed from Rustum in the This Suicide is the thing Squad it's not in. it's not really about Rustum. It's he's right. there, but it's not it's it's all about Waller and her and her relationship with her her daughter and how she doesn't actually have a relationship with her after after the, her husband died and the okay. other kids died and it's like this relationship went away and she threw herself into her work and obviously because it's all classified she can't tell the kid anything and Right. It's like it, it ends with how her saying, "Oh, it feels like losing, but but I won." Even though she did right. save the daughter, like she's fine, but 
it, it doesn't feel like it because she's not actually with her. It's, it's one of those rare times that you see Amanda Waller with humanity. Which is mm. interesting. Because Would you say there's there's a hole in the wall? <laughs> uh, it, it presents oof. it like what like uh I like just, thought I'd, just oh, I need to jump in with this. That's the title of Amanda Waller's sex tape. Continue. Oh, I'm sorry for that. I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> Very good. Very good. But it's just decided like the whole last page is just her on her own and no one else is around. And it, it's typifying that she's sacrificed this so much and she's just all these relationships with her family and to get where she is. And is it worth it, essentially, is what it boils down to. And it's it's all right, but it's not a a great issue either. And yeah. if I'm right in saying you just read this because it was billed as the epilogue to the event. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I did not I fall, fall for, for their that. yeah. I didn't fall for their cheap tricks. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I, it's I I knew it wouldn't really be, but it says epilogue on it, so I've got to get it. <laughs> got to read it. Ah, dear Connor, Connor, Connor. You're silly, such a silly fool. Look, Matt is almost as bad. Yeah, but I learned. I learned. I knew what I was getting into. I just did it anyway. Learned. <laughs> Terrible. All right, uh, that'll take you on to the final book of the week, and that is The Hellblazer Issue 6, which is written by Simon Oliver and art by Pai Guerra. Uh, this is interesting because you've only t- talked about maybe two issues of this series so far. Because you, you saw... Some- I think it's about the first two, because we all did the first one together. Rebirth. Yeah, and then I did one. Right. And then I think I did three, because this, this, this is six. Maybe I did three or four I did as well. Did one in the middle. You definitely missed at least three of these, though. Yeah. Yeah. But that would still mean I, le- I missed three. Yes. Yeah. So, take it, take it away. <laughs> How's hell blizzard these days? Uh, it's pretty enjoyable. The story's still going on about how uh, the jinns are there and infiltrating our society and, and what they want to do. They've got this plan that we, we've still not really learned a lot of. Um, we get a bit more of it in this issue, actually, because he kind of brings all these influential humans together. as like a, a secret society kind of meeting sort of thing and says, oh, you want to join jinns in paradise? Because when the idea is when the creator uh, invented humans and then... The, the humans and the jinn lived together for a while but it wasn't going well so the creator separated them and he created a paradise for the jinn and this jinn is like oh we can take you there and we can share paradise together but you've got to lead humanity and the idea is why would all these selfish rich people want to do that that's that's that half of the issue and it, it's kind of verging on that philosophical debate of of should the influential lead uh, lead society and um, is it their responsibility essentially but it's it's kind of brief in what you do get of it uh, a lot of it is actually in this issue is actually kind of in a, a dream world where mercury i believe her name is that's with with john is um she has this power that when she dreams she kind of goes into these other worlds other dimensions and it, it seems one of these is the the paradise that the jinn are from and she meets one of them, and the, the most of this story then is her telling this story to John. They're on a train. They're going under the under the channel, going to Paris. Mm-hmm. And um, she meets one of these Jin who says that he can like uh, help and 
help understand what's going on but in return she has to get him out because he's trapped there and he wants to return to to earth and she tells john that she doesn't and that um she just ran away and got through the portal while he fought off this monster that we saw kind of just ferment through just stuff in populating this world and then she goes into this other dimension voluntarily this time while she's awake she kind of goes into the, the the bathroom on the train and everything kind of goes black and there's just a cage with him in it so the idea is she rescued him but has put him in this other prison instead and she wants to know what she really is and it's building this mystery of who she is obviously last issue obviously i didn't speak about but there, there was the idea that she has this history with john but more specifically john has this history with her mother and they had this this relationship so it's who is this woman it is kind of what it's starting to ask and why can she do these things and how's the related to the gin who and what's their plot it still feels like it's getting towards and it's weird because this is an issue six but this feels quite mm. middle of an arc not as end of the arc as it should be feeling at this point but it's it's kind of moving forward bit at a time there's a, a lot of character work kind of just going on between the two of them that's a, so much of this book has just been uh, John interacting with people rather than a lot of plot moving forward and I'm enjoying that but it's it's more difficult to talk about when there's not these big plot events that are going on it and obviously the like, fact that I'm neither glad you I'm not reading Hellblazer <laughs> <laughs> I mean a couple of issues ago there was, there was a lot of great stuff with Swamp Thing that I really liked hey cause... Connor when Cold Snap shows up to save the book then maybe I'll... Uh, oh, man, that'll be great. I'll be interested. Because the, the, the whole thing is, obviously, they've kidnapped uh, Abby Arcane because she's still Avatar of the Rock. Right. And it's this idea of what do they need her for? There's questions of if she went willingly or if she was kidnapped, like the assumption has been. Mm. And it's kind of all building. It's grinding. There's a few little things kind of just coming at, coming to a head all together. And it's it's really interesting in that sense. There's a lot of minutia that, that this book revolves around. But there's not there's not often these big things that are going on to, to drive it. Cool. I have nothing waited to say. <laughs> yeah. it, it probably like... will read better in trade because it is all these minutiae that are kinda adding up. I, I like I like to make fun of stuff Connor says when he's talking about books in Connor's corner, but I, I really he gave me no material to work with. There, I, I so. think the problem is you don't even care enough about Hellblazer <laughs> to, to disregard it that much, do you? Like I say, add Cold Snap, and then we've got a book. Then we're cooking with fire. Man. You know you know how during the New 52 every September was like a, a special month? Oh, I hate you just love it if one, Yeah, but wouldn't you just love it if one month it was... No, nah, this is Cold Snap month. Every <laughs> book's going to feature Cold Snap. Uh, I just want to point out, guys, he that. said Cold Snap and cooking with fire. He missed <laughs> something. You know. It was an intentional opposites thing i i did realize it as i was saying it don't worry sure but i'm, I'm, I'm just but I'm, I'm still enjoying hellblazer it's it's very slow moving and it, it adds up but i'm enjoying every issue as i'm reading them okay that's okay. good as long as you're enjoying it you're kind of the target audience right you like constantine as a character so you know yeah uh, I will say, as a problem with the book, there's not enough of Constantine being a dick. He still feels a little like he's toned down for nice Yeah, mm. like he has been since he was brought into the DCU with the, the new 52. He's still, yeah. 
he's not quite that much of a hero, but it's you know, it's, it's a little bit it, soft still. Yeah, it, it's a shame what they did with Vertigo because he'd be perfect just to go over there and be in standalone stories with Swamp Thing and whatnot. Yeah, you know, he could still do it, but Vertigo's almost become DC's like creator online. Yeah, so, it's become DC's image essentially. Yeah, so it's a little bit weird to stick it there. So where do you? Where else do you put? It is a problem is where you got so animals. used to the. <laughs> oh, then I don't feel he belongs there either. It's a bit. He's a bit too straight for that, isn't he? Yeah. But but that's the problem because obviously you got so used to the Vertigo version of of Constantine where he is this gruff man, and, you know, and now you got this toned down, softened version because it has to fit in with the rest of this universe and yeah. doesn't feel quite right. But what what else do you do with him? Yeah. And it, it is a problem. All right. Uh, well, that's Hellblazer issue six. And that'll take us on to our weekly roundup. We get to pick our favourite things. So, uh, as always, let's start with the best panel of the week. Matt, what is your oh, favourite panel? I was hoping panel? you weren't going to... You know, you did the don't pick on me teacher thing. And the teacher's <laughs> like, I sense you don't want me to pick on you. <laughs> so I had trouble with this time. one because, yeah, nothing... Nothing really stuck out to me huge this in just a single panel. Uh, so I guess I'll go with the Superman Lex Luthor handshake at the end of action okay. because it's, it shows that they both have mutual respect for each other now. And that's huge coming from, from Clark because yeah. this is a man that has made his life hell continually. But not this version. So that's it shows that Superman can be the bigger man and usually is. But there you go. They reached an understanding. Cool. Uh, Connor? Uh, I'm going to go with that, that splash page from Wonder Woman where it's all the images coming out the, the back of her head. And it's just, I love the, the insinuation of how broken her mind is just from how fractured the layout is there. Yeah. It almost doesn't matter what it's showing you because it's just the idea that it's all just jumbled and scattered. And that's really encapsulated her entire state of mind as to where she is now. Cool. Uh, which leaves me to mind. I suppose. Uh, yeah. I, I, was about, I was about to just go straight on to cover there. I was like, oh, wait, no, I've not done mine yet. <laughs> uh, and I'm going with the detective. I'm going with the uh, Batwoman with the shotgun over her shoulder because it's such a, it's such a surreal image yeah. to see a Bat character holding a shotgun. Uh, and yeah. I think she pulls it off. But also the meaning behind the panel where it's, it's her saying, yeah, I'm one of you, Bruce, but I'm different. I do this my way. And I have my own morals and sets of <laughs> rules. And it, so it does a lot for the character, whilst also having a really cool, distinct look to it. Plus, she looks like a badass. So, yes, that's pretty cool. Uh, best cover of the week. Um, I'll kick this off. Honestly, there's not one that particularly stands out to me in terms of being a cover. In terms of you know, this is the a good iconic layout. So I'm going to just going to go with maybe the one that stuck out to me most in terms of art, and that is probably again Detective Comics, because once again the art and there's a uh, just really, really pray. That's fair. Because I, I feel like perhaps the detective comments. It, was, it wasn't. It's not as striking as the previous tech cover. I feel no, like I, it's, got, I, it's got a little bit too much going on. I would agree. I would agree. I, but I actually think I have that complaint about most of the issues this week because they all have a little bit too much going on. Yep, as I'm That's looking fair. through them right now. Yeah, the, the, there's only a handful that like Wonder Woman, Batgirl, like doesn't. They're quite simple. Yeah, they're both quite good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No. Uh, my pick, I'm actually going to go with uh, Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps. You've got Yannin doing this gorgeous 
piece of it's you got the, the four earthlands a couple of others scattered throughout yeah. and it's just oh it's just great it's a beautiful piece Matt uh, I'm gonna let that girl and even though it's not Albuquerque I'm not gonna hold that against it it's a great image <laughs> it is it, got, that has the idea of the, the silhouette behind it as well yeah and I mean if, if that's what <laughs> you're gonna be set of penguin and go with the monocle then I commend you because it's a little on the nose but like, good good for him yeah good, good for Ethan alright uh, I guess that is my uh. best Art of the week, Connor. I guess that means you're first. Mm, okay. I think I'm gonna go with Wonder Woman because it's just gorgeous. Sharp's killing it. All right, Matt. I'm also going with Wonder Woman. So for what for what Connor said, plus plus cartoon snake that doesn't match the rest of the art. That's I always like when they do that. That is yeah. that's a very good point. Uh, Wonder Woman is great. Flash is also great. Uh, I want to show actually. Well, you'll talk about variant covers, but I really like that the variant cover for Flash was like I really. Did, do you remember did the old school art in they've, the last issue? Yeah, they've been doing that with yeah. this because uh, that was the variant. Yeah. Last week too. I I'm assuming each issue of this different arc rogue of the, of the yeah, rogue yeah. will be another one. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, this one was Mirror Master, and that was cool. Uh, so I like yeah. to point that out. But my pick is actually going to be Detective. Probably not surprising, but I just I think that looks. Gorgeous. The... It's rainbow too. It's it's like you want to go. Oh, you're so boring. You should have picked one one with us. But then it's like, eh, I can't really compile it against it. you. Look it looks great. The shading, the colors, everything about it, the expressions in the face. It's so detailed. Yep. Nah, yeah. it's uh, really really moody and great. So, nah. Uh, which takes us on to top five of the week. Hmm. So I'm going to pick on Matt once more. We went full circle. All right. So one, I'm gonna go with one woman, two detective, no, two deathstroke, three detective, four flash, five Batgirl. Yeah, Connor. Uh, I'm gonna go one deathstroke, two Wonder Woman, three Batgirl. Four detective, five flash. Okay, I'm gonna go number one, Deathstroke. All right, I'll change mine to number one. Then <laughs> <based>. <laughs> I, I was totally Deathstroke not expecting one, one, that one, from two. Pete. Then, oh, that, yeah. nah, don't be influenced. Yeah. No, you've picked your number one. Well, I'm not because I meant to put Deathstroke one, and then we got talking about Wonder Woman. And I was like, I really like that issue too, so. You know, you know, know when when Matt first said detective second, I was like, has he forgotten about Deathstroke? I was like, I, I did. I, I thought did. that would have been one number one. Yeah, yeah. Nah, uh, so we'll, we'll go. We'll swap those two then. Nah, I perhaps surprising coming for me. It's weird that I'm picking an issue yep. from a book that I'm not otherwise reading, and I I feel no compulsion to read the next issue either. <laughs> but uh, as a standalone issue, it is the most impressive thing I read this week. Uh, number two is Detective Nine Four Nine. Number three would be The Flash. Number four would be Wonder Woman. And number five... I'm tempted to say Batgirl. I'm also tempted to say Teen Titans. <laughs> I'm also tempted to say The Event Book. But I'm going with Teen Titans. 
Okay. Almost, we almost had the same fives in different order. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was a, a strong week, though, that we're all yeah. kind of really considering that as we're going through them. It's a quite slow. Yeah. yeah. And I, even then, like I, I mentioned like two that almost made my top five, and then I'd also be like, ah, but I also quite like Blue Beetle this month as yeah, well. Yeah, I, I really wanted to have, uh, obviously, the Amazons was just missing out, and it's, it's close. Yeah. There's a lot of closeness. Uh, as for worst. Uh, but I, I guess obviously the Amazon's for me because I didn't even finish it. So <laughs> we're still doing worst. I don't know. I I, I feel like there's enough. Just every there. so often. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to pick a worst. I liked all yeah, of them. I I don't have one because even oh, even no, I'm dropping no. Blue Beetle. I, I, I'll I'd have to go with Suicide, Suicide Squad, Squad because it, it, it but it wasn't a bad issue. Yeah. Don't but make apologies, Connor. You need to make a hard choice, hard cut. No apologies. Well. That's what my, my uh, that was off camera. That know, was off camera. Oh, that was really annoying. <laughs> uh, give me the anyways. finger off camera. Next week we got some books because it uh, wouldn't be. Yeah, we got books next week. Yeah, you want books? You can tell Matt wants to wrap yes. up, and he's like, "Hey, Peter, what's coming next week?" Yeah. Um, all right. Stuff to do, man. Right, next week we have Batman 16, Green Arrow 16, Green Lantern 16, Justice League 14, Nightwing 14, Superman 16, we have Death of Hawkman issue 5, and we have The Fallen Rise of Captain Atom issue 2. Plus, in addition to this, we will not be covering, because these were all dropped by us uh, for various reasons, but also out next week is Harley Quinn 13, Aquaman 16, Cyborg 9, and Midnight on Apollo issue 5. So it's a later week for us. I only have seven books to read next week, which is much less than uh, this week. As do yeah. I. And I am Eight. looking forward to it. And yeah. I had about 14 this week. Yeah, I had, what, total of 12 this week? Yeah, that's quite a lot. That was a big and, week. Uh, I'm, I'm really not looking forward to Justice League going back to Hitch. Oh, no. uh, that's that's uh, kind of like a bit of a chore. But, uh, we had Sealy uh, for two issues, and that was nice. But, I know. Who knows? Absolute Wonder Woman by Azarello, uh, Volume One's coming out. It seems to cover about the first half of that run, so yeah. that rough. sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't just put that in three; it'd have to be two. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Uh, but yeah, there you go. That's uh, that's this week's show. We uh, had a lot of books. We mostly enjoyed all of the books. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we even had any surprise in that I read Deathstroke and even picked it as my favourite. So there you go. Uh, Busy week so is that comics. the first uh, unanimous number one of, of the year? It is. So twi- far, yeah. First of 2017. Yeah. Oh, nice. It deserves it. There you go. Uh, we almost yeah. went the whole month without one, but it just snuck in there at the end. So yeah. there you go. Uh, so obviously let us know what you thought of all this week's books in the comments below on YouTube or you can get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fuzz. Individual Twitters are on the screen. But of course, for the audio people, since Connor liked to like to complain at me that for not doing it, I'm at Wibble eighty nine. Connor mm-hmm. is at Connor Ryan ninety four. Matt is at Matt of Steel fifty seven. There you go, nice and simple. Uh, you can also email mm-hmm. us mailedfuzz at gmail dot com if you get any questions, talking points, little games for us to play, especially for like a fifth week, which we will probably slot some of this stuff in. If you do send us it, uh, you can get us mailedfuzz at gmail dot com. And there we go. Yeah, like, subscribe, give us five stars on the iTunes, on the SoundCloud, wherever it is and, you're experiencing uh, this. Come join the Malkas Facebook page and join the, the wider community that it's not beyond just us three. I mean, we are the main event, obviously, but. Of course, you, you want to come and interact yeah, with us on a one to one basis. Too. 
Just because James is entertaining for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> that, that, that man reads more Donald Duck books than I thought that was produced. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's making up a lot of them himself. He, he, it's funny because he he's a DC guy. He reads as much DC as us, James does. And yet he, he, on top of that, reads all of these Duck and Mickey Mouse books that come out from... Is it IDW that do them? I want to say. I think... I want to say what, it's Boomer not... IDW. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's one of the two. No, they're not Marvel. That's the weird they're not. thing. Is the license not reverted? Yeah, it must yeah. all just be with IDW from before. But yeah. they are doing Disney books, just not like that, like Mickey Mouse. That so that's how you get Haunted Mansion, Enchanted Tiki Room, Big yeah. Thunder Mountain, uh, through Marvel. But yeah, James, odd character. We love him to pieces, though. Yes, a very, very wacky individual. But uh, yeah, so uh, come join the, the Mailed Fuzz Facebook group if you want to. And I think that's about everything. Also, minor note, I caught up in Aliens Defiance this week. Excellent. Excellent alien book. Brian Wood, though. It's Brian Wood, though. What should else be expected? Looks gorgeous as well. And uh, it's a unique alien story. And I highly recommend it. I just, I, I caught up. I, I've decided in this thing, we're in the off part of the week between the, the podcast and when the new DC books come out. I try and catch up in a series. And, and that's, yeah, that's because that's... you guys read them all in one day. I space mine out. So, oh, no, no, uh... no. Because the thing is, we record this on the Saturday. So we have from Wednesday to Saturday to read DC books. And then yeah. you have Saturday night to the, oh, to the Tuesday saying. night yeah. to read. So, so the off part of the week, Matt, that's what we mean. Yeah. I mean, between the podcast I and the I thought you meant books. from Wednesday to Friday. No, 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 this show sure 35 36 uh, so we're getting up there on numbers so thank you very much for watching and or listening we always appreciate it and always remember never get lost in the speed force long live the legion <laughs>